Start thinking depressed. Start getting depressed. Kuno, Fuck. Kuno I, am depressed. <laughs> I am depressed. I am depressed. I just say it a bunch. The IRS just repossessed my house. I will the... never get married. <laughs> <laughs> I am depressed. This isn't depressing. This is funny. Stop. I have ass cancer. He laughs, <laughs> but he legitimately has ass cancer. <laughs> uh, depressed, 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 depressed. I am depressed. <laughs> I shut I up, man. Very, very sad. I was thrown from heaven. Hey, party people. Welcome back to the Split Party Podcast. This is going to be episode 29B. Um, we're a little bit behind schedule on this one. Um, so I'm just going to keep it short and brief and simple. Uh, if you haven't already, check out the Linktree link in the description of this podcast. There's links to all our shit and uh, maybe something there will interest you. Uh, but if not, maybe hold hold off until the end of the episode and see how you feel about us. If this is your first time listening to us, of course. If you've been listening to us thus far, consider giving us some feedback, positive or negative, on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It either takes us a long way or helps us improve, which will then in the long run take us a long way. So we appreciate it either way. Um, we're going to get into the kind of lore snip, and then we're going to get into the recap, which is a little bit lengthier for this one. Um, and then I do have an important disclaimer for this session, and then it is uh, all-player agency. So, the master left me with my mind, free to my own thoughts, observations, and criticisms. And though they have the same luxury, they are so blind and naive, I've seen the way they watch him. I've heard what they say when his back is turned. The rest do not speak nor think, but I've heard their promises. The others lie and spread wildfire that he is a monster. But I knew him as a mortal, and I see now that he is the same. The inner monologue of Seamus, white and first hunter of his line. Love that guy. It is currently nearing nighttime of Thuner, 15th of Gracchus, 301st year of Dark Rain. Oh, actually, Frixer. It's Frixer. Sorry. Oh, you got to do Frixer. the whole thing over again, man. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> it's currently nearing nighttime of Frixer, 16th of Gracchus, 301st year of Dark Rain. The party continued on past the battlefield and eventually came to a point that they chose to rest. Troy took watch through the whole night by simply choosing to stay up and gave the tea that he had prepared the previous night to both Lanya and eventually Iris. Tamati blew up on Troy uh, for essentially drugging Lanya as a joke, um, but with tensions simmering down, the party was fun to drug me though. <laughs> yeah, with tensions simmering, the party continued their travels with only a day left before they'd reach Aethelin. Somewhere along the way, they encountered a man with an axe with a head of slightly bluish tinted steel. Iris knew that the axe allowed him to cut through the naturally magically imbued trees that grew in the areas of the woods around Ethelwyn. 
The man shared word that Ethelin was in some minor turmoil, and to make matters worse, creatures in the wake of the beast had been spotted not far off. Not wanting to lose any more time, the party continued to the town, barged their way through the gates, and demanded answers, to which they learned of the previous baron's disappearance alongside the nobles and any other runner-ups for the governing seat. Cutting straight to the point, Iris led Lanya and Tamakti to her rightful keep, while Reuben and Troy secured the horses and carriage. It wasn't long before Tamakti decided it best to go get Troy and Reuben, lest he and Iris walk past a point of no return. So he retreated back toward the gates to fetch the brothers with Lanya in tow. But meanwhile, Iris continued into the keep, specifically her grandmother's old room on the second floor, and found even more questions to be asked. Now, I do have a disclaimer for this session, um, and I, I wrote it out, so I'm just going to read it verbatim. Disclaimer that this session is not for the faint of heart, nor the squeamish of stomach. If you are unsettled by anything gory or perhaps scary, uh, I would maybe wait for the recap of the next session. It's not like I'm going to be reaching through your headphones and strangling you or anything, but, uh, I mean, we get kind of immersive, so. What if, what if I get um, unsettled by all those things? Well, you're stuck here. Fuck. <laughs> okay, now, I do have a short list to type out to Strider that I probably should have done so beforehand. You would know of these places within the manor. Bet. Take I, uh, I really went kind of all out with this one. There's no hall or there's no map. Cool. That's simply because this one is best suited in the theater of mind and without physical restrictions uh, that would be forced upon me by a map made by somebody else. Because I don't make my own 2D maps, that's for sure. Uh, and if you are we looking for some awesome 2D maps, uh, check out CZ and Piku. I don't think I pronounced their name right, but uh, check them out on Patreon. I used to always use their maps when I was using any maps. They are fantastic, and they create multiple variants of all the maps that they use. So if it's like a manor, for example, you might have 10 different variants where there's day, night. Maybe one of them is just like completely bloody. There's a cult massacre there. One of them is like, uh, I don't know, snowy. There's just tons of off-the-wall variants that they make that just completely transform the map. So you'll probably find at least one thing that uh, that suits you within their collection. And, I mean, if you, if you check them out on uh, Patreon and you pledge to them, and we're in no way affiliated with them, of course, but if you pledge to them, then uh, I'm pretty sure you can get, like, all of their stuff at your first month, like all of their backlog, which is insane. Yes, that is how Patreon works. It's insane. It's definitely they, worth they, the price. So much, it is unreal. Anyways, now that I have uh, finished talking about that, I have also finished typing out the list. You can have a brief moment to read over that, and then uh, I think we'll start with you, Strider, um, because you are currently inside. I don't remember actually if you had retreated back towards the. Like I had fun. not. Okay. I I was still in that room, yeah. Where the dude like twisted his own neck or whatever and killed himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
That was special. Uh, I gotta read these. I don't have any distinguishing details for you for them because That's it's fine. been a while since you've been here. Uh, so I guess out. Iris's room is the master bedroom. Yeah, kind of. Okay. All right, I've noted them down. All right, so what happened, like you know, at the last like moment, essentially? Because I know we ended moment. on a yeah, slight cliffhanger ish. So, um, he, like, was standing there, uh, just some random dude, uh, kind of like muttering to himself. And as you were like, "Hey, do I know you?" or something like along those lines, his head just turned all the way around, like body still facing the same way, head just twisted all the way around, like cracks and snaps. And he looked at you for a moment before collapsing dead onto the ground. Iris didn't seem very phased by it and went to kind of look over the room. Um, but most of the stuff had been described, I believe, as moved out. Indeed. There were paintings here made by, uh, I think you said amateur, right? They weren't like super professional. Yeah, yeah it was kind of like the room was changed into a, uh, a painting room. Like a painting room. Iris is assuming it's probably her, her husband's new children, or only children, because he never had any with her, so. But, uh, yeah, after he kills himself, essentially, she looks over the paintings and, uh, determines that there's not much of importance in this room anymore, unfortunately. She's going to walk out of it. Where you walk out to, there's a hall. And there are mm -hmm. stairs that lead down. There are other doors, of course, that lead to other rooms. But just to set the scene, I guess, again, since the last session, this place is disheveled. It had kind of like an outer wall. Uh, of this magical wood that belonged to the the trees around Ithilin, and they had been hacked down at certain places to allow people to get through to the keep itself. And upon getting to the keep itself, the two like kind of large uh, front double doors were just broken and shattered down, leaving one big yawning mouth into this um, this manor that is made of uh, cobbled stone or you know cut stone chipped and dirt spattered here and there, years and years of weather just uh, caked on the sides of these stones, not really taken care of. The carpet leading in um, was a sort of, I don't know if I gave it a color, we'll say purple. Uh, it was a purple, a rich sort of purple that was mm. torn in some spots, uh, kind of like bunched up in others, not, once again, fitting the theme of not well kept. Mm -hmm. And uh, cobwebs lined the corners, the ceilings, the, the air felt stale in here. Um, the uh, There's like dew on the walls, like where it's collecting on the stone on the inside. And now and then you hear the drips of water that is collected on the ceiling, conglomerating enough to set itself free from the, the ceiling and fall onto the ground where it just little tiny pits and pats here and there. But other than that, because you have these long stone sort of echoing corridors there's a silence that in some ways is both deafening and at the same time very alone and and uh eerie feeling as if the space that you are in inside this manor is just entirely separated from the world outside it is an entirely different feeling being in here not that not that Ethlin is in a great state anyways but yeah so yeah just imagine dust broken mirrors uh, all this, just everything is run down, broken, shitty. Excellent. Then uh, she'll make her way to her old room, the master bedroom. It's on the same level. Okay. As you're going to that room, then, because I don't want to get too far ahead on the stuff going on inside, 
uh, I believe Troy, Lanya, Tamakti, and Ruben had arrived kind of like up towards the front gates to see that mm -hmm. I was not there at the end of the session. Indeed. Yeah. We'll resume with you guys for a bit. And you said at the front there were... Did the two people run away? Did There, there were like two people betting each other. Or yeah, something. no, they were like, you go in. No, 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 you go in. Your turn. Like, yeah, oh, I don't want to die. That kind of stuff. They still out there? Mm. Or did they I, run? I'd say they probably left. Maybe they heard a sound that spooked them off. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, by the way, to fill you in covert, uh, it's cut to us, and we're in front of the manor. Tamakti would stride out of the building as confident and sure of himself as ever. His britches streaked with shit. Oh my oh god. god. Troy, Ruben, we need you both inside if you're recovered. Alright, where is, um, where is Iris? Uh, inside. There is, um, well, some weird shit is going on in there, to be honest, man, and I could, uh, could use the expertise of a couple of A-class witch hunters. Weird. Yeah, the, the the whole uh, uh, the whole place just feels off. Like um, anything in particular? Mm. Any specific events you can recall? Oh, well, uh, maybe he's talking about these broken gates. No, uh, no, or the well, walls. Yeah, well, that's probably. Well, and I don't I, see any light in there. Yes, it looks old. Astute observation, Ruben. Yes, these Not are all things. Death, maybe. Ah. So that's what makes this place feel weird. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Fakti's trying to get a word in. Yes. <clears throat> You're right. All of the things you have just observed are reasons the place feels weird, but um, it's more than that. Well, okay. um, so I, be I, I think it's best if you were to just follow me inside. I have you been inside yet? Uh, I was inside the... Um, I foyer. believe when you have a building this large, you call it the foyer. Yes. Right. I'll well, lead on. Yes, brave leader. Ah, of course, yes. <clears throat> and uh, as soon as Tamaki steps through the door, he will once again materialize his... Uh, his uh, radiant bow just kind of cast that golden light because it makes him feel almost like a a child with a nightlight. Uh, Ruben, you've <laughs> you've seen Tamakti um, square up against because uh, you've been with him square mm -hmm. up against all manner of uh, scary creature uh, mm -hmm. and uh, other forms of you know vile and uh, gruesome death. Um, say, this but, is the first time he really looks unsettled. You've never, you've never seen Tamakti unsettled before until Actually. today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Ruben looks careless. He's a, he's under the impression this is just an old house. Should I be staying outside? Or do I need mm. to go in? Do you want to come in? Mm. I don't know. Is Maybe for Tamakti's benefit. He seems a little... He like motions towards the man. Well, I'm not the most thrilled about going in there either. This is all Lanya, of course, for our listeners. Come, uh, Lanya, you can, um, if you're scared, you can hold my hand. Don't worry. She kind of gives you this look like, is it for me or for you? <laughs> Tamakti sort of darts his eyes away from her after she looks at him like, 
Maybe I'll go back to the horses and make sure that they're okay. Jules. Yes, an excellent idea. And Ruben turns around, just yells, I race! She wouldn't answer. I told her to oh, stay put. She shouldn't be that much further in. By that time, Tamaki would know that she doesn't listen. <laughs> but it One seems day. like, as always, the sorceress, which, uh, whatever the fuck she is, uh, does not listen. Surprising. Wanya um, gives each of you kind of like a, a reassuring hand on your shoulder. One on Tamaki's and then one on uh, on Ruben's. And then the same to Troy. Kind of like holding your each character's gaze for a little bit before just saying, Okay, be safe. I'll be with the horses. Maybe it's you can house. shout and I'll hear you from there if you need something. I will, um, I will message you telepathically. Okay. Should anything occur, and uh, if you are in trouble, just um, uh, pray to me. I I guess. Tomaki okay. would say a little awkwardly. She gives you one last nod and a stern look, before turning around and starting to, uh, not like a fast jog, but like a just a light jog, back the way that she came, moving faster than a walk for sure. And now we are left with just the three of you in front of. The, the gates or the doors which are blown, blown apart I know Ruben steps forward to go in okay and as you guys begin to enter uh, I just need to know what order you are in definitely Ruben first okay Tamakti middle or back uh, middle for sure okay fuck being in the back of a dark spooky castle True. sandwich alright then as you guys step through into the foyer we will come back to Iris, who is just now placing her hand on the door handle leading into what was previously her room, the master bedroom. And just so I know, sorry, the Go upstairs ahead. section, is it like, um, is it overlooking the foyer where they're at, like by a balcony or is it like separate, like you climb a staircase and you're like on a second floor that's isolated from the first floor, like there's no way to look down just so, you know, when a waffle screamed or... Ruben screamed, Iris, if I had heard it, if it was like a sort of mezzanine area. I think the stairs go up from the first floor, mm -hmm. uh, and they kind of do a semicircle to go up, and there's okay. a railing and everything, and then it comes to sort of like a balcony that goes about 10 feet before there is a uh, a turn down the hall. And it's its own closed-like level? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right, let's turn you might have heard like the, the faint echo. Yeah, before, yeah. But... but she didn't feel like screaming. Somehow this place, uh, like you described, you know, the sort of oppressing silence makes her not want to raise her voice. Mm -hmm. And she chooses not to respond. She'll okay, uh, gotcha. turn the knob of the door. Okay. The, the doors here, uh, it's a small minor detail. None of them are knobs. They are all handles with fuck? like a little thumb lever. You just oh. fucked me. I don't Do even you, uh, remember my own house. I yeah, I <laughs> opened the door with the damn lever. Okay. Clearly, uh, as you make your way in, it's dark. Uh, you are running off of dim light because there are windows to these rooms. Some of them might be boarded, some of them not, but this one is not. And so you can see through the windows the dim light of the approaching night. And it illuminates a room that clearly 
belongs to your ex-husband. Women's garments are strewn about, men's clothing hanging over chairs and desks, empty bottles on the floor covered in thin layers of dust. There's a large bed in the middle, like a king-size bed, and it has those veils that, you know, yeah. sort of like curtains, old, little Yeah, the curtains. Um like on, a rich people guy. Yeah, there's large dressers, uh one of them tipped over on its side. There are um desks, chairs strewn about, some of the chairs with legs missing smashed onto the ground. No bookshelves in here. There might have been when you were here, but there are none anymore. Perhaps it was a reminder of you or something. Sounds good. Iris will cast the cantrip dancing light just so she can see some. And uh, I'll keep one of the little light balls around her and the other three, she'll send them out like across the room. Okay. And uh, I assume you're looking around the room while you're doing this? Yeah, she'll start like just strolling about, like, you know, idly picking up things and sweeping at the dust with her fingers but uh not looking for anything specific because it doesn't seem like if there was anything here it seems to have been ransacked already well oh as you cast these lights and you're looking around confirming what you see around you you see in the left corner kind of like sharply to your left when you enter the door um a figure and it's standing in the corner staring at you eyes wide open mouth agape you have a moment to react I mean, does it look like the guy earlier who, you know, twisted his own neck? It's hard it, uh, to tell, I guess. It looks like a woman. Okay. Uh, well, it's then just I... like the split moment reaction, not like... Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Because I have, there is, I just need to know, what is Iris's reaction to this? The knee jerk. That's fair. So um, that creature if i have time to cast anything it's not a spell so it's uh, very quick mm-hmm. but uh she'll try to uh use momentary stasis on it which is one of her uh like chrono mage abilities which i essentially freeze a target in place for uh 12 seconds mm-hmm. just to have some time it needs to make a con saving throw unless again it's too quick for me to get that off oh it doesn't because Nope. So this is your knee jerk. That's why I, I just yeah, want knee jerk. Yeah. This is your knee jerk to cast this. The moment you see it, like you flinch, you cast. That's what happens. What you see upon closer inspection, or as your brain begins to process it, is that this figure is dismembered. Hands wow. separated from forearms, forearms from from biceps, uh, biceps from shoulder, uh, torso split into two pieces, legs separated in the same way, feet from shins and calves shins and calves from thighs uh just kind of like in a mock collage on the wall of what nailed is to a person it. yes just nailed to the wall and you notice that spanning up from it there are hands they're all hands no other limbs just like hands and it's kind of like the the blooming effect of a sun she uh she's about to like cast that and then she takes a step back and like one of the lights goes to hover around it. She takes a breath like, ah, what the fuck? Um, she will retract her hand from using this ability and walk closer to the, well, uh, oh, you know, fuck. montage of body parts to uh, inspect it. Just see how long it seems like it's been there, maybe. Uh, you know, how old the, the limbs look, if the blood is all drained out of the limbs or if it's still in there. 
I think that the stench is still there. Okay. The air is still stale here, of course. And with the, the light dew that is there, the the hair, which has not fallen out yet, of course, is still damp, clung to the face. Gotcha. Other than that, the figure is gone. All blood has left it. There's a stain underneath it. And stains sprawling down the wall from the hands and other limbs. Gotcha. Clearly, she, uh, this is yep, the work uh, of somebody. Absolutely. Or something. Mm-hmm. But somebody would be even worse, I think, in this case. Um, after taking in this, Iris will kind of return to looking around the room, now focusing on our attention on the rest of her surroundings, not getting tunnel vision like she was earlier, which is why she got scared in the first place. Mm-hmm. The rest of her surroundings <clears throat> reveal pretty much what was previously described, not much of note in the room. Uh, oddly enough, because it seems like it would be the room that is most important to Iris, or mm-hmm. one of the rooms that is most important to Iris, it is transformed since she has last been here to a room of very little importance at first glance. Gotcha. Um, is there a sort of a side door in this room that leads to either like a big closet, like a bathroom of some kind, or a changing room? There are um, sliding doors, kind of like along a rail that lead to a closet that you would remember is there. And then um, there is a door next to it that leads to kind of like um, a bathroom. The bathroom having kind of, uh, you know, a, a medieval sort of uh, okay. chute that leads to the exterior of the of the manor. She will go to the sliding doors then and go into the quote-unquote closet. Okay. It is just uh, like rows of hung up um, dress wear, noble wear, casual wear, all likely befitting of men. Probably belonging to your ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then after this room, she'll go to check the bathroom, and if nothing of note's there, like if it's just, you know, very ordinary, other than being disheveled, she'll uh, walk out of this. Smashed bottles, uh, empty bottles, the stench of food that has been left behind in bowls and on plates, some silverware just kind of like on the ground knives forks spoons it is as if somebody were using this room as a as like a sink garbage disposal or just a sink in general um for what must have been a week before it stopped getting used well you were certainly messier than i remember kind of talk to herself at this point trying to calm her nerves mostly yeah Uh, the eerie silence and like idly pick up a bottle place it on a counter, and then walk out of the bathroom. Uh, after having done all that, she will uh, walk out of the master bedroom, seeming seemingly there's nothing here other than, obviously, the mutilated corpse. Yeah, the door is closed. I don't know if you closed it or left it open behind you, but right now it is closed. Okay, she will go to open it. When you go to open it, there's some resistance. It's uh, right. kind of like it's locked. And we're going to pull away from you back to Tamakti, Troy, and Ruben. Tamakti, Troy, and Ruben, you find yourselves in the foyer. Past this is a hall. On the right side of the wall, what you are passing by right now, is uh, a small entry table with a vase that has a large crack down the side of it and a chip at the rim. The vase is filled with dead and wilted flowers, and there's a mirror right above it. The mirror is shattered, but not... It's not like it has all fallen onto the ground. It's still there. It's just cracked all over. 
Gotcha. But ahead of you down the hall, there are uh, one... Really quick, before you go on further, those dead and wilted flowers, are they like bone dry? Tomaki would walk over and kind of rub one between his thumb and forefinger. They are, and there's mold growing on them from the dampness. Uh, Got you. You may continue, sorry. Yeah, of course, of course. And stop me at any point, guys. There's a lot to... Digest. There's a lot that I'm going to be explaining, and there's a lot for you guys to take creative liberty and check places or ask if there's things in that room that I don't describe. Um, so looking down the hall, you see that there is a uh, a door on the right, and then there's an opening. Perhaps the hall goes to the right, or that there is a, uh, a set of stairs maybe there. And past that other door, or past that gap on the right, is another door. And then all the way down the hall at the end of it, there is another door. And then on the left wall, there are two doors. So two doors left, one straight ahead, two doors right, but also possibly some stairs on the right. Hmm. Well, if I were Iris, I'd be looking, I suppose, for... My husband's bedroom or something. Be on the second floor, maybe. Yes. In my experience, homes with more than one floor tend to have the bedrooms on the second or third. Well, then I suppose we should go upstairs or find the stairs. Come on. And uh, yes, he's uh, one moment. Yeah, Ruben starts walking towards that opening on the right. And then um, Tamakti is going to... Uh... Oh, wait. Shit. Never mind. <laughs> Forgot I replaced that cantrip. Walking in the dark. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Tamakti's just going to keep walking, having remembered that he uh, unremembered how to cast uh, dancing lights. Got it. And to clarify, none of these doors are ajar or anything, right? They're all shut? Well, oh. as you pass the first door on the right towards where you think that the stairs are, the door creaks. It opens a couple inches. <sighs> well, he kind of like stops in place and moves to go push the door open the rest of the way. Uh, Ruben, it's, it's probably just a draft. No need to check on it. Well, clearly it wasn't shot. What if she went through here? As you're reaching for the door, mm-hmm. and as Tamaki is trying to talk you out of it, like, do you look away from the door, or do you keep no, the screen? No, he's, he's, he's going to open the door. Okay, so as you're reaching <laughs> your, your hand out for... To, are you pressing up against the door itself or the handle? Um, he's just, like, pushing above the handle, not, like, touching the handle. He's just, like, okay. pushing the door open. As your hand is, like, I don't know three inches away from the door the door slams to meet your hand and shuts there's a, a bang as it makes contact with uh, with the door frame and you see his hand jerk back as he like uh, waves it out shit <sighs> yes yes definitely a draft uh, I can feel it breezing through these skulls and it's a little chilly in here we should keep moving I'm uh I'm gonna cast something. Well, not necessarily cast something. I'm gonna do something. Okay. 
I don't do a. You know, he's starting to realize maybe this place isn't isn't just an old place. <laughs> I'm gonna do a divine sense. And okay. so, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, I'm it like detects like evil creatures and shit, but that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. Uh, more so, is this like deconsecrated ground, like this building? Mm. Don't worry, I lived here. It was never consecrated. I would say well, specifically answer, deconsecrated. <laughs> I would say that the ground is fouled in some way. Ah, mm. as you're right. Oh, good. There's, you feel a, a presence kind of behind Tamakti as Tamakti says. It's a little chilly in here. We should keep moving. Tamaki, behind you, you hear. It's a little chilly in here. We should keep moving. And is that Iris's voice? Or sorry, Lanya's voice? Or is that just... It's whatever voice you heard. Did it sound like Lanya? Mm, similar. Yeah, Ruben well, looks Regardless, Tamaki's going to spin around. Nothing. All right, do you see what I'm saying now, fellas? Come on, this place is fucked. Yes, this is foul ground. Well then. Uh, <laughs> he was going to grab his helmet. Uh, he's going to put it on. Oh, that's a bit of it. And, uh, and he's going to cast another thing. This time on himself. Okay. Protection, Protection from evil and yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, classic. Yes, <laughs> an excellent idea. And Tamaki's going to touch himself and cast the same thing on himself. And for reference, when you turned around to look at whatever was behind you, you looked at Troy because Troy was behind you. Oh. What about me? Do I get something? Uh, no, sorry. We have to maintain concentration on this. That's right. You get... Your innate abilities as a certified witch hunter. And then Tamaki's just going to kind of <laughs> nod to him and then turn back around and keep walking. So we're not going in there? What? Just, so we're not going in there? No, I don't think no, so. I, I think we should. But, uh, no, okay. slammed on me. Well, hold on. Before we do. It's a bit rude. Oh, just one moment. And then um, Tamakti is going to... So this isn't a spell. It's part of my cleric ability shit. Um, so it doesn't negate protection from evil and good. But he's going to cast Emboldening Bond upon uh, the three of, uh, oh. of the boys here. Yes. A classic for Tamakti. A classic. Certified hood classic. Um, and just in case we've, any of us have forgotten, since Tamakti became a level 6 cleric, we get a little bit of uh, new... Um, functionality to that uh which i'm going to just copy and paste into uh the whatchamacallit so you guys can read it as well um but basically what it does is that uh when someone that you're uh, sort of bonded with gets uh attacked um or they're about to take damage rather uh one of us can teleport within 30 feet of them as a reaction and choose to take that damage instead mm -hmm. um, so uh might not be super useful because we're sort of in a confined space, but uh, just in case the opportunity arises, that is a thing that we can now do as well. And uh, finally, as a last thing before moving on, uh, another spell is going to be cast. Okay. Uh, daylight. 
Okay. On uh, on the helmet that Ruben's wearing, so uh, just a sixty foot sphere. Uh, it's pretty much day. Okay. And it glistens off the walls that are covered in dew, and off the floor where puddles of small, shallow, thin puddles have formed from the the water falling off of the ceiling. And she wait. She wait. Uh, <laughs> I might cast that actually on Tamandi. <laughs> on me. On something you have, yeah. What do you have notable on you? His earring. Yeah, you cast it on your earring. You, uh, your earring is now uh, emitting daylight. Okay. As uh, uh, I don't need that. You do. As you do that, uh, what do you mean? I don't. You don't need it. I have dark vision. <laughs> so what? Preparation. Man, I'm an angel. I should be able to see the dark shit. Come right. on, bro. You don't there like it. There we go. You're scared. Anyway, of- uh, Tamaki's gonna rub on his earring thoughtfully as you do that, um, and, and no murmur a, uh, a a quick prayer to Moriel. Moriel, your light guides and protects us. See us through this dark venture. Let's not die die of a circumstance. I just thought you'd like to see. Anyway, he yes. goes to open the door. <laughs> so, okay. A voice returns to you, Tamaki, after your prayer. Okay. It's, it's uh. Was your prayer out loud? Uh, murmured, sort of, in the way that the praying murmur to themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, you uh, hear something back there only you would hear. Okay. Moriel does not hear you here. Quiet, Vermin. We will find you soon enough. I'd like to remind you as well, Tomokti. You mm. did just prevent Moriel from aiding you. What do you mean? Protection. That spell works both ways. And he uh, opens the door. <laughs> there's the feeling of Wait someone a minute. watching. That's actually a day. good point. Can I cast that on myself? I'm a I'm a fucking celestial. Hmm. I don't see why. I'm gonna to. I'm gonna say not. Okay, if you wanna if you wanna say so. I don't think it makes sense that I'd be able to protect cast a spell that protects me from yourself. In addition to other things, <laughs> me. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a that's a good point, Ruben. Thank you for or Tom. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, no problem. That's I a, was that's like, a, that's a cool bit of flavor. That is. <clears throat> There's a feeling, as you say, like uh, we will find you, Vermin. The feeling of being watched, as if something is smiling and breathing down the back of your neck. And Ruben opens the door. Yep. The door opens without any resistance at all. Not a single creak. Not a single sound. And you open it to find. Hmm, the study. I want to decide which room was here. The study. You see that there are books all around. Their pages have been torn out. And it looks like fire would have claimed this room long ago if it were not made of Ethelin's wood. This magic sort of timber. Ah, I see. Okay. Char marks mark the floor, desks, and other structures while ashes cover everything else. I assume anything that's not like this rigid wood material is just probably ash. Ash and burned. Gotcha. He'll step fully into the room to kind of get a better gauge at it. With Tamakti behind you, uh, I'd say that the the daylight is probably not all the way in the room until Tamakti is. Mm-hmm. So with your dark sight, you can see footprints forming like somebody walking through snow in the ashes to your right, walking towards you. I'm just kind of watching it. 
Okay. Tamachi, do you follow him into the room? Uh, yeah. Okay. And is it like unceremonious, or are you doing anything when you do? Um, as he does, Tamachi is going to draw back, not fully, um, but it'll have like a. He can't really knock an arrow because it's just made of light. But he's gonna yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? Like the stance. Uh, just sort of, sort of have it at the ready in case mm-hmm. it needs to fully let one loose. And uh, as you start to walk into the room and this daylight spreads into it, you can see like the harsh shadows on the edges of the walls, both you and Ruben, where the light takes form and, and all the shadows are being erased. And sta- like stepping towards Ruben for a moment, just barely uh, in the light, you can see the silhouette of some sort of shadowy figure that is reaching their hands out towards Ruben's neck. And the hands recoil with the daylight. And the creature does too, whatever it was. Spirit or corporeal or physical, can, whatever. Can Tamakti see it as it continue as it recoils, or does it just disappear? I'd say it probably just disappears. Okay. But you see the footprints there in the ash. I see it moving? No. Still? No, you saw the ones that moved uh, okay. toward Ruben. But once it recoils, I don't see anything further. Correct. And you now see, looking into the room what must be a half dozen pairs of, uh, of feet, like footprints, uh, that were just standing there, maybe. Troy gets in here quickly. Ooh, this is curious. He steps into the room. The three of us are not to leave the immediate radius of each other, is that understood? And what of Iris? We should probably find her. We will find her, but we will do so together. As I entered the room, some... A shadowy entity was reaching to choke the life from you, Ruben, and look at all of these footprints. We were surrounded by something. We need to wash each other's backs here. The light, he would sort of reach up and have it, like, he'll let go of the bowstring. He'll, like, uh, reach up and kind of flick the earring a little bit. The light seems to ward them off, but for how long or how effectively, I do not know. You see, on the right wall, past some of the footprints there are two glowing lights hidden underneath all the ashes all the piles like a like a couple embers hidden in a fireplace yeah yeah he kind of steps over again to go and investigate does it look like they're does it look like they're they're glowing or reflecting the light that tamaki's earring is casting out I would say glowing, and I can't say the colors until you guys go for them. Uh, so oh, just I'm imagine going. them as whatever color that you you want them to be. Lightish yellow. Lightish yellow and lighterish yellow. Okay. And so you walk over to that wall. Be mm-hmm. careful, Ruben. I'll be fine. Demacte gonna walk, sort of follow him. Obviously, he's not like right on him. He's gonna stay close just in case so okay you go for these two and they're like i said buried under the ashes piled up against the wall on that side do you sift through the ashes then yep he just reaches in with his glove and just starts fucking brushing ash aside to get to whatever's it down there there are two potions that were underneath the ashes oh in the fireplace to clarify no there is no fireplace. Oh, okay. The whole room, the whole floor is just covered in ash. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. I understand. 
Um, yeah, he he just starts to pull them out of the out of the ash then and, and gives them a look over. Okay, pick a couple numbers, two numbers, one one each of you between twenty four and between twenty four and sixty three. I uh, I pick um, sixty three, and I'm gonna pick twenty seven. Sixty three. Okay, one second. I'm just gonna send you the blurb so that you don't forget, but you don't know what these actually do yet. Copy that. And which one did you pick? Waffle? 27. 27. Oh, man. Can I get another one? I already have one of these potions. Oh, well, shouldn't have picked 63. Ah, damn it. Then you'd probably know what it is if you already have one. Probably. <laughs> I think I picked 63 last time, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Oh, wait. Don't open that, Waffle. Oh, okay. I mean, I looked at it. Is that bad? No, no, no. It's it's okay. Just uh, close it. Okay. Sound like a sound like a cool potion though. Yeah, I just gotta. Damn. This Could have finally had me a real wife. Man, what a shame! What a shame! It's the same one. Oh, okay. Oh, was it just too much info on that? that too other much one? info on the first one. Got it. Okay, I didn't read more than like part of the initial blurb, so. Fantastic. Okay. That's what you guys find. Tomaki looks down at his potion. I think I already have one of these. Gonna reach into uh, a pocket um, of his mini festooned pocket mm-hmm. uh, and pull out an almost identical potion. <laughs> well, um, this I have no idea what it is. And do he kind of holds up like a purplish, purplish potion. Do you want me to very quickly identify it for you? We can do it while we walk to another room, I suppose. Yeah. And he, he hands it over. Yes, I can do this now. Um, the uh, the footprints that are all in the room, does it look like any of them are particularly coming from anywhere? Or are they just like sitting there? They're all just standing there. They're facing okay. towards the door where you guys entered. And the walls themselves, it, it doesn't look like anything is like unusual about this place. Like not like a hidden, you know, uh, passage because it is a study. You know, I don't know. You could make a perception roll. I will. I will make a perception roll. Uh... I pass or I cast identify, by the way, P. Rowler. Mm-hmm. Wow. A nat 20. Nat 20. Nothing stands out. I find all hidden doors in this room. All zero of them. Well, I guess you probably noticed. I assume you guys are looking around now that you've collected the potions and gone towards the wall. Mm -hmm. The Troy isn't in the room. Oh. He stepped into the room with us, right? Mm -hmm. But he was behind you guys the whole time. Are there any footsteps following where he... I know where he was standing, obviously. Yes. Do I see footsteps like him turning around and walking out? Yeah. Troy! You hear a door shut from somewhere down the hall. I guess he went to investigate. I just told him we needed to stay together. Come on. Oh, shit. I'll tell you what this does in a minute. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Here. Mark, you would hand it back to him. He, he just, like, stuffs it in his satchel or something. This is such a cool potion. For real? Yeah. 
Okay. What do you guys do now? Leave the room? Yeah, I guess. Yep. So, we... There's no more ash in this room. I mean, there's, there's no more ash in the hallway, right? No. No, there's But... None. There is moisture and dew in the hallway, coalescing on the floor. And the bottom yes. of Troy's shoes would be covered in ash. True. Which would stick to the water, creating very footprints. True. And we'll find out where he went when we come back to you guys, because we're back to Iris now. After this short break. And Iris has just gone to open the door and... Uh, try to. Trying to thumb down the, the latch on it, or push it or pull it. It doesn't budge. There's like the, the, the clang or thud of it like clearly being locked. It locks from your side though. Right. Um, but I can't seem to move the thing that's locking it. I mean, you could if you tried. I I tried. The door unlocks. Okay. Um, Iris opens the door then. <laughs> and she will walk out. There's only... Uh, one other room to see in the second floor from what she remembers, but uh, it should be too important. She'll go look anyway while she's up here. And uh, she'll take a left exiting this door, go down the hallway into the last one, which would be uh, what was considered the guest room before. Yes, or one well of the guest rooms. True. Okay. The door is already open about a couple inches. Uh, you're able to push it open if you want. He does so. There is a room with a bed in the center of it. And all of the furniture is tipped over or broken or something. Uh, except there is one chair that is still intact. It has all four legs. There are strewn about clothes all over the floor as well. Clothes that were likely four guests that were here. Just generic sizes and generic threads. Um, in case somebody were to bathe here and need something to change into, or, you know, they came here last second, blah, blah, blah. Appeasing. Mm -hmm. So, there's all this stuff all over. And really, the only furniture intact is this bed in the middle. Uh, or this, sorry, the bed's not in the middle. The bed's, like, off the the corner of the room. But the chair is in the middle. And it's tipped over on side. So, bed in the corner, chair in the middle. Stuff all over the floors. Okay. Iris, uh, before completely stepping into the threshold of the door, she'll send out her little lights and look around the room, make sure there's no other mutilated dead corpse waiting for her. There is blood leading from the bed to the center of the room near the chair. Other than uh, that, there's right. not a whole lot of note. There's like, you know, specks of blood all over the, the blankets and bed sheets. Um, it's like a streak, like as right. if a body were dragged from the bed to the center of the room. Then the blood trail disappears, reaching the middle. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, seems like there's not much here of note that she can tell other than, well, the blood disappearing, but she's seen stranger things in her life. She will uh, leave the door as it was, so semi-open, and go back down the okay. hallway and uh, go towards the staircase leading downstairs. I have all these uh, kind of marked down, of course, in natural prowler fashion in my document. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just color coding them as you guys are exploring them. And so you, you said you're leaving the room and going down? Yep, going back down. Okay, you pass by the kind of like railing that is open 
that, that allows you to see the foyer for a few feet before it gets to the stairs. And you see what looks to be Troy walking into a room and shutting the door behind himself. Iris wants to say something after him, like, you know, raises her hands and starts to talk, like open her mouth and she stops and kind of just hastens her step to go down the staircase. You see, never mind. Hastens her step to get down the staircase. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hmm? Down the stairs you, we go. Where you gonna <laughs> Down the Don't worry about it. Go. You slip, you crack your neck, you die. Yeah. Uh, blood <laughs> on roll, me, uh, roll me a deck save. Uh. You make your way to the bottom of the stairs. It's a it's a semicircle as we previously described, um, leading from the second floor down to the first floor. It arrives at the kind of like center of the hall that on what would be the left side if you were facing towards the front doors of the manor. So gotcha. across from you are two doors. To your right at the end of the hall is one door. To your, your right close to you is one door. And to your left close to you is one door. And you hear what sounds like some talking from Ruben and Tamakti on in the door to your left. The and door which, that oh, go ahead, Troy sorry. went to was the one that is across from you and to your right. So the second furthest door on the left from the front doors for Ruben and Tamakti's perspective when they had come in. All right, Iris will head for the door that, the door that Troy went to. Seeing as it seems like uh, the other two are together, she shouldn't leave Troy alone. Okay. And she'll kind of chase after that door. Okay. The door opens to... Hmm, which room is this? Hold on, I have a, I have a question. Yes. So, in, in the time frame of things that are happening... Yes. We heard Troy closing that door maybe five to ten seconds before we exited the room. You don't actually know if it was Troy closing the door. All right, motherfucker. True, we we would have heard, heard it closing, closing twice then, right? Who knows if it shut the first time. All right, all right, all right. Well, Iris just watched him close it. Who knows oh, if he did she actually it. saw that? Well, who knows if I'm not skitzing out? <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, you gaslighting piece of shit. <laughs> I'm on, I'm I'm on demon time right now. I had so much fun prepping this session, you have no idea. <laughs> Guess what? I'm not having fun playing it. Stop freaking me out, <laughs> man. Right. Shit. What are you talking about? Okay, Iris sorry. opens the door. Troy. Troy. You walk into what uh, was the grand room. The grand room, much like a living room, but olden times. You do not have a TV. You have rather a massive couch in the center that is facing a fireplace. It's an L-shaped couch. In the corner to the left of the fireplace, there is a harp and a piano side by side. Both instruments are broken, but the harp has half of its strings. There's smashed furniture all around with spots of blood on the wood floors and furniture, but the couch itself is spotless and untouched. And you see that Troy has like one arm lazily drooped over it and is kind of probably what you can assume laying down on the couch, but you can't see because the back of the couch is facing you at the door. Gotcha. Um, well, she will close the distance then. Troy, what are you doing? Wait, was that you that said Troy or was that? It was me. Okay, I thought that, I, I thought that was covered for a second. Um, 
Did you close the door behind you or no? No. Stop. I'm never closing any of the doors behind me. Okay. Then, uh... That's awesome. You walk to the center of the room. Where the couch is, where Troy is. Or where you think Troy is. And the door closes behind you. Iris kind of, you know, hisses. Turns around real quick. Fuck. She turns back. When you get to the couch... It is a rich leather. It is made of... You would know because it was your couch still when you were here. It is made from the local... Yeah, probably. It is made from the local wildlife that were hunted here. And decorating the walls of this room above the fireplace are the heads of the different sort of creatures or wild animals that are in this neck of the woods, so to speak, in Etheris. There are... Um, massive sort of stags heads with uh, huge racks of antlers there are a couple wild cats like a jaguar um, a, uh, a black panther kind of there is the head of like what must be a, a giant turtle uh, with a kind of rhinoceros horn coming out of the front of it you would remember these as blaze horns from your uh, time kind of growing up. They are not in this general vicinity, but hunted out near the waters uh, past Olmir's Gate for um, for the material of their horns. You know how rhinoceroses are hunted. Of in course. Um, for that and, ivory. Yeah. And so same kind of thing. You know, humans are all the same in some ways. Uh, but as well as those things, there are also, and I'm going to think of a couple to throw in here at random. A Chiropteran behemoth head, which is kind of like a massive bat. Um, and one more. Let's see here. Someone doing some hunting. I have a lot of RNG stuff in this document where it says RNG two things, like those potions. The last one would be. A uh, a head of a lichen, a werewolf that, when cut off, uh, did not revert back to humanoid. And so you have these kind of six creatures, three of them on the right side of the fireplace, three of them on the left side of the fireplace, all facing this couch. And as you get to the couch, you see that the glove and uh, like forearm and all the way up to the elbow is clothing and armor that matches what Troy was wearing, but it's not Troy here on the couch. It is uh, the corpse of what must have been just somebody from someone from Ethelin that came in here perhaps to pillage or loot and got a bit too cozy in this room and fell asleep, but never woke up. There's no sign of blood on them, no maiming, no injuries, nothing. All right. Iris will kind of lead down towards the body for a second. What might have happened to you? Hmm. She uh, stands up again to her full height just to look around the room, around the, uh, you know, the various heads of monsters. She goes towards the uh, the harp that still has some strings on it. Since she used to play this, uh, I suppose it's the same one, unless it was swapped. It was probably the same one, yeah. Fair enough. Would you like to describe what it looked like? 
Uh, very simple since it was probably, or not probably, it was mostly uh, definitely brought over from their uh, from their original uh, homeland by grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Castanellans are a fan of are fans of just uh, things in gold, but nothing too crazy when it comes to you know, uh, like ornates on it. Just a simple gold. And uh, by that time, though, uh, abandoned and left to dust and what seems to have to have been uh, rot in this building for some time now. The gold's probably like a little bit washed. Not looking too great anymore. Mm-hmm. She'll go over the harp and quickly kind of just run her fingers through the strings that are remaining. See if they still play something. They do. It's very out of tune. Yeah. And the scale is not correct. If you were to, if anyone that is a musician were to hear it, they'd be like, Ugh. um, but yeah, she cringes a bit. But as you go to stroke it, you hear a shift behind you. She turns. Couch. Not too quickly, though. Almost expecting this. A figure, the one that was on the couch, is already up on their feet, and they have twisted around their right hand one of these harp ca- uh, strings, and they're now gripping the other end in their left hand, and they're they're staring at you crazed eyes wildly i see well definitely this person or this thing definitely seems like it wants to kill me from its look so uh iris will kind of step back uh or step to the side rather see if it's the eyes of this uh this person track her or the harp we come back to tamati and ruben and no troy actually just Tamakti and Ruben. Oh my god. You guys step out in the room. You can track the footprints. They appear to lead towards the second door on the left. Looks like he went this way. Man, I hope this doesn't turn into some... Never mind. Let's Best go. not to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he your, to follow the, the footprints. Your brother brutally murdered by a ghost. In trails... Never mind. Let's go. I'm not entirely sure why you would try and go in such detail. I have a writer's brain, what can I say? Well, I'm not really concerned about his safety and just how much time this will take to leave this place. Right. We all keep getting split up. You don't care if your brother is safe or not? Oh, he's not gonna die. Are you worried about my safety? I think you're far more likely to lose yourself. Come. Yeah, I need you to clarify. He uh he goes goes towards the you said second door on the left? Yep. Yeah, he goes towards the second door on the left. Ruben, what do you Classic mean? Classic Ruben saying something ominous and then continuing on with whatever action he was doing. Ruben, what Classic. do you mean lose myself? Classic. He uh he opens the door. Or goes to open the door. The door would open. And as the door opens, you see that the room is lit up already. You can see the light from under the cracks, actually, under the crack under the door. Oh. And you see standing next to a couch in the middle of the room that looks pristine, um, a man staring at what looks to be Iris in the back left corner uh, near a harp, who she looks like she's starting to back away from it. This man is, um, is wearing kind of like... 
uh, the only way I can really describe it is like adventurer's gear. It's similar, like I said previously, to Troy's gear. Um, but and to it's definitely not Troy. It's definitely not Troy. And he has one of these harp cords wrapped around his right hand. Like a garrot wire. Like a garrot wire. And he's holding the other end of it in his left hand. And he's staring in the direction of the harp or the harp or Iris. It's hard to tell. Ah. Does Tamakti enter the room right behind Ruben? I assume. Yeah. I mean, if you want to. Yeah. As soon as he takes this in, unless Ruben's going to act first. I mean, he's just getting ready to strike, but he hasn't done anything yet. Tamakti's probably going to draw that arrow back fully and uh, let it loose at this man with the garrot wire in his hands. Okay. Looking at my girl, Iris, like he's got a plan. He isn't going to make any demands. Maybe his name's Stan. Oh my god, Stan. up. <laughs> he's trying to break the tension because he's having a hard time coping with his fear right now. True. The man starts to run at the last moment before you loose this string on this uh, this bow. I do need you to make an attack roll because it's just natural. You, uh, you need me to make an attack roll? Yep, with the bow. And sure I can. for the bondage. <laughs> um... Before I do, I really need to write down the. I'm such an idiot. I've had to check this four different times now, I think, the, what the big stepper version of my longbow affects. Um, but I guess I can just make a. It doesn't affect the attack, just the damage. Roger. It's a 27. Oof, jeez. 27 does hit. You yeah. see him take like one stride half of a second stride and you loose the arrow the the streak of light uh, it's like a, a golden color right it is the streak of light goes uh, in his back and out the front where it disperses into nothingness like into like the light dissipates after coming out and he falls unconscious from this strike you see uh, all of this happening of course Iris but as this man goes unconscious the trajectory of his sprint becomes clear he was running for the harp and he just kind of like unconsciously tumbles right into it and knocks it over uh, a couple more of the strings being pulled from their place in the heart. Iris kind of, you know, takes a step back, like having her hand raised up slightly about to do something before he's shot dead, essentially. And she turns quickly to her left. I have this under control. Tamakti nods to her. What what happened to waiting for us? I got curious. Where is Troy? Well, I thought that was him. I heard you two in another room, so I thought I would go with him. But uh, other than wearing similar clothing to your brother, it is clearly not him. I know not where Troy has gone. Ruben's gonna like approach the corpse on the ground, or unconscious man on the ground. Whoever he was, he was... Hmm nerved by this by me starting to play the harp and it seemed he was going for it rather than me curious she kneels down and grabs the 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 thing you played the damn harp with i can't remember the fucking name uh what do you mean you play it with you just like pluck it with your fingers don't you yeah Yeah, but he he had something in his hands didn't you say yeah a string string. string okay there you go a wire he's about to choke out the harp or me, maybe. Who knows? Either way, it would have been funny. 
Uh, Ruben she, rolls this man onto his back. She grabs the string, unless it's like really clutched tightly in his hand still. One it, one side is just like clutching his hand. And the other one is like wrapped. Once. The other one is wrapped like six, seven yeah, times. Yeah. You see it biting into the skin. There's there's blood like around the edges of, gotcha. the, of where the wire. Jeez. Mm. Does this man seem familiar? She looks at him intently. Does does the face ring any bells at all, or no? Just mm, no. Maybe you knew them as a kid. They seem somewhat familiar, but mm. hard to place. Some time. Not sure. Is he dead? He's unconscious. He has a pulse. Steve? He's very shallowly breathing. Wait, I just shot a living human being. See, yeah. I will. Uh, I will. Um stabilize him i suppose so he does how did not my die. how did my arrow go through him then it's light my arrows haven't gone through anybody else i mean they went through uh yeah they they definitely did did they yeah but light doesn't pass through solid objects oh my gosh so the uh, same thing happened with the griffin rider i like, must have forgotten which is silly of me because that happened last week right guys <laughs> it's <stories> true <laughs> <laughs> it definitely happened last week. Fresh in my mind still. What were you doing, Waffle? Uh, I guess just to use a single point of, like, lay on hands to stabilize him. You know, uh, it doesn't bleed out or whatever's going on. He's not bleeding. Oh. He has, like, some blood on his hand from the wire, but that's it. Gotcha. I mean, he did just get shot by an arrow. What did that do to him? Arrow made of light. A light arrow. An arrow of light. It's like okay, the. Well, uh, it's I don't like think Ruben knows how to treat that. So. There's no treating. Uh, He'll probably just wake up eventually. He uh, he's gonna go ahead and start dragging him out into the foyer. Okay. Uh, and to clarify, before he does so, though, did, was it the footprints come came from him, or did they go somewhere else? It's hard to say. Ash only goes so far. True. It goes like into the room. You see one or two steps into the room of the ashy footprints, and then it's like there's not enough to, to follow the track. I mean, unless you want to do a survival roll. After he drags him out to the foyer, he's going to do that tracker first. shit. Okay, uh, right. you drag him out to the foyer. Yep. Tamakti is going to cast around um, and look for signs. And I'd like to, if you will allow me, because I am currently bonded with Troy. True. To say that perhaps that gives me some sort of, I don't know, additional numbers or advantage to my check or whatever it is you would like to see out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just give you advantage. On perception, insight, what do you, investigation. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> 12. Ooh. Yeah. That bond is not too strong. Yeah, well, we, he and I are kind of not vibing right now, so it makes sense, I guess. Okay, if you say so. I mean, he's angry at me. If you say so. Yeah, it's why he drugged my not-girlfriend. If you say so. Anywho. Anywho. Waffle. Ruben uh, drags this guy out into the foyer. Yeah, and then uh, comes back into the room. Okay. And uh, then I would like to roll a survival check. Okay. And I am bonded. <laughs> okay, I'll give you advantage. <laughs> a 16. 
Wait, plus a d4, right? Wait, hold on. I didn't know survival was an option, motherfucker. Is that a thing I can do? I just said it out loud a second ago. Uh, hold on, I gotta read it. Not for me, I don't think. Not for you. No, I This creature can roll d4 and add the number. So, anyway, I'll roll again. Ability check. No, no. No, no, no. But I will add that d4. So, 17. Hmm. I think that you see a couple footprints going towards the left-hand wall. Uh, kind of like, so the left-hand back corner, that's where mm -hmm. Iris is. And to the left of her is kind of where you're getting a weird vibe with the survival check. You see like the I faintest see. bit of these footprints start to turn left towards that wall. But it doesn't see. go all the way to the wall because the ash only goes so far. Iris. He kind of like looks up from the ground. Is there any hidden doors or anything around here? No, we'd have to go outside of this room to the other ones. As far mm. as I remember, this one doesn't lead to anything other than the study. Yeah, these footprints go left. He just kind of like walks towards the left wall, I guess. And begins to pat it or something. <laughs> okay. As you pat it, you do feel a very thin vertical crack. Uh, there's something. Yeah. Is it something you can look through? You could trace it. Yeah, you he traces it. The shape it. of a door. Oh. A false wall, if you will. Oh. I believe wow. I found a door. Excellent work, Troy. Uh, Ruben. Right. Anyway. He uh, starts to look around for a way to open it. I mean, if, if pushing it doesn't simply do it. There's a small hole in the wood on the right-hand side of the shape. The small doorway hole. shape. <laughs> like a, like like a key-sized one? Oh, like a finger hole. Hmm, that sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah, put your hole, put your finger in the hole, and then just yeah. pull, you know? It's, yeah, a, it's puts, a door that you, didn't, you need to pull. He puts his finger in the hole. Okay, you feel that there's a small sort of uh, lever or latch that if you were to, to pull it would probably um, you know much like a doorknob has like that little latch that connects to the the, the locking mechanism on the door frame this would mm. probably lock into the wall he would do as such okay you and then retract the his finger well there we go in I'd I think so. I don't think we have upstairs. another option. All right. He uh, he goes to open the door. Okay. It is one that you push. He pushes his weight against the door. It leads into uh, the room, Iris, that you would know as the um, the other guest room on the first floor. There is gotcha. also a door that leads from this room to the hallway. Uh, but there is, for some reason, since you have left, because you are not aware of this false wall, there mm -hmm. is a uh, a door that has been installed there on the wall. Maybe there was a need for some secrecy or something, leading to a I guest see. room. Um, but this room is oddly untouched. There's dressers that are not tipped over against the wall. Um, you know, pretty much t typical kind of guest room stuff. A couple nightstands next to the bed. The bed itself, though, is soaked in blood. 
from the hanging veils to the tips of the sheets, and there's a pool of crimson that seems to have soaked through the mattress and onto the floor below. There's a pile underneath the blanket. Hmm. No Troy? No obvious Troy? Maybe under the sheets. No obvious Troy. He, uh, yeah, Ruben fully steps into the room again. He follows him. Tamakti will, uh, will head in as well. Well, let's see what's under the covers. He, again, immediately steps over towards the bed to pull back the sheets. I'm sure you could have guessed what was underneath it by the blood, but there is a stack of corpses, like, all in the bed, kind of piled up on each other, and they weigh down the bed. It sags in the center. How many is a stack? We'll say six or seven. Well, that's a lot of bodies. In that's that a bed. big bed. They're all dressed in um, in the livery of nobles, or they're in undergarments. So, like, I a few think... of them are in noble attire, a few of them in undergarments. This is probably where all those nobles have been disappearing to. Sure Mystery like solved. Do you Troy recognize any up. of them? What? what? Troy stands up from behind the other side of the bed. He was kneeled down or, or crouched or something. Hey, dude. What He's, the fuck? He stands up and looks at you guys. There where, you are. where the fuck did you go? I thought I was following you. What, what do you mean? Clearly I, I not. No, just... I went blank for a moment, and I'm next thing I know, I'm in here. There's someone under the bed. What? Really? I've been, I've been trying to talk them out of it. Talk them out of what? Getting out from underneath the bed. Mahdi's gonna bend over and look under the bed. Underneath the bed, <laughs> in this like thin pool of blood that is accumulated, uh, there's a man. His eyes are wide open, twitching as he looks at you, and he asks. Is he gone? Did he say, is he or is it? He. He. Who is he? That's what I've been trying to figure out. It's all he says. I, I asked him a few times now, who is he? And he just says, is he gone? Is he gone? And he just kind of like waves his hand side to side and like bobs his head side to side, repeating it over and over. Uh, Ruben. Tomacti's yes. gonna stand back up straight and kind of gesture with his head to like walk a few steps away from the bed. He defollows him. He's gonna lean in, sort of uh, mutter in a, in a low tone so that the guy under the bed can't hear. If we're going to um, figure out what this gentleman may know, uh, we may need to bend the truth a bit and tell him that he is gone. I, however, am not a good liar. And you believe that I am? Iris is already kneeling down at this point while they're making their plan. I'll, I'll be careful, Iris. He's got something in his hand. He's gone. You can come out. She extends her hand. Deception roll. Sure. He seems a bit crazed, uneasy. Roll is the mystery. 27. 27. Whew. Okay, you believe it's advantage. Yeah, code of lies is the advantage on all. You're, no. you're fucking piece of shit. I can't believe I bought you that. God damn it. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he reaches out his hand to you, and you see now that he's reaching out one hand that kind of like hidden behind his arm as it was like, because both of his arms are sort of like uh, cradled towards himself underneath the bed. He's laying supplicant, would you say? 
Uh, yeah, he is laying supine or prone. He's laying prone. Yeah. Yeah, he's laying prone. So his arms are kind of like together close to him. And as he reaches out his free hand, you see that there's sort of like a slithering dagger in his other hand. All right. He grasps your hand, though. Okay. She kind of gently pulls him out of the bed, you know, not trying to force him or nothing. There's a nasty slick sound as he nice. like, is dragged through this blood. Uh, and as he comes out, he wipes like down his torso with his free hand. Like just really more slick sounds pretty much because his hand is just is yeah. not doing much to get the blood off of him. <laughs> Iris, uh, Iris kind of extends her hand, you know, and uh, pats it like kind of grabs his forearm why hey. were you hiding from him? Is this dagger covered in blood? Probably. Um, the dagger is covered in blood, but also so is his hair, so is his face. So yeah, is it's his, like everything's. Like, he's just he was just laying down underneath a bed that was just soaked in blood and like dripping through the mattress. So. Or he fucking murdered seven maybe. people, and stacked their corpses. Oh, maybe. Come on, man. Who knows? This Genuinely guy is innocent. It's my dog right there. And one last question: that yeah. slithering dagger. It's not, uh, not, not definable. Okay, just making no. sure. I hope he fucking stabs me. <laughs> Fuck. You crazy bitch! Is he really gone? Why were you hiding from him? He, he kind of looks like he's on the brink of having, like, a mental breakdown as he, like, starts to turn his head over his shoulder to look at, like, the bed behind him. She kind of, like, places her hand up towards his face, kind of just, like, Pulling some hair away from it, bloody hair that's like, you know, st stuck over his face. She pushes away and tries to squat your hand. She she lets him like squat it. Calm down. Nothing's going to happen to you. What happened? He collapses down to one knee, and puts like his bloody hand onto the ground to like stabilize himself. His other one also onto the ground, so like he's like pressing this dagger, uh, like sideways into the ground or the the wooden yeah. floor. And he, he lets out bile. He just vomits oh. right there on the floor. Iris kind of leans down gently and taps him <laughs> on the on the back as he just yuked. <coughs> it's all right. You got to get me out of here. Please. And we will. Come, stand. He begins to stand. Iris extends her... Extends <laughs> her... She extends God. her hand. Give me the dagger. We will protect you. No! No. How... How do I know you're not with him? I am not from this place. We only do just Do we arrived. look like we are with him? Please. I am only seeking to help you. But you need to help yourself first. She extends her hand again, trying to persuade him. Kind of, you know, gentle demeanor, everything. And you know what? Tamakdi is at this point going to uh, release uh, his full angelic appearance. Ooh. Ugh. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bad idea. Which, which um, to clarify for you, mm -hmm. uh, Beacon to Darkness. You become a seraph of noted virtue and divinity. This has made you a target for all that, uh, that is dark in the world. Whenever you are an ally within 30 feet... Oh, wait. No, hold on. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's actually transformation level two. Let me scroll back up in this document. 
Oh, yes. Evil humanoid creatures that witness or hear about your true form become instantly hostile to you and are compelled by malice to destroy you, unless the GM oh. decides otherwise. Iris oh, runs to Tamaki to choke him to fucking death. No, if the, creature, <laughs> yeah. if the creature is scared of you or decides that you are too powerful to fight, it will attempt to harm you in another way, but will not give up on destroying you. Ooh, I love that. That's an interesting use of that right now. Yes, it is. Um, no, he does not attack you, uh, but rather flinches and goes to book it for the door, unless stopped. I we are like to grab we him. are in between him yeah. and the door. Oh, yeah, the, the two... smashes, he smashes into Ruben then. Oh. Yeah, the two of them are between. He just holds him. <laughs> Please. Get off me! I was kind of side-eyes Tamakti like, you know what, Aiza were like, that was unnecessary. And then she keeps going for the, the man, Tamakti like, placing a, placing a hand on his shoulder. It's going to be alright. Please. We're not here to hurt you. You're with him! You're with him! No. I am. Take the dagger. And he plunges it, unless stopped with a sleight of hand, up into his own, like, underneath Damn. his chin. Ruben, that's all you, bro. He I does don't, not I don't... stop him. Oh, you <laughs> fucking. He does not stop well, that's him. His... Well, I'll try, but I, I don't got much. Iris will try a sleight of hand here. Why not? Okay. Ten. Probably does not work. You could all three make this roll if you want to. You're all okay. close enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave it up to you two. 18. 18. You're able to divert it enough that it doesn't go up into his brain. Nice. But not enough that he doesn't stab himself. He goes up into his jaw, skewers his tongue uh, up into the um, roof of his mouth. Well. And he's like I... gurgling out the words... You're with him, you're with him, but it's like... What were you going to say? Maybe maybe things change. Um, does At this point, does he still have the dagger in his hand? Like, has he just stabbed himself with it? Or has it dropped to the floor, or like, you know? He's still, it's like skewered right there, like him still holding it. Uh, but, okay. but Covert, you're going to ask something. Rather than try and stop him from shoving the knife into himself, Tamakti's just going to try and yank the dagger... Or yank his hand as he's trying to plunge it regardless of what it might hit instead as in like pull it towards himself perhaps oh mm. or is it too late too little too late I think it's I'm gonna have you re-roll the sleight of hand so you can go with the outcome that currently is happening or you can try this other you thing and reverse and re-roll that sleight of hand okay I know which one I'd do, but this is a very in-character moment. So what are you thinking? Um, I don't know. It's like I, I go with this option, and he's not dead. can heal him from this, but he's more traumatized. Or I potentially fuck this up, have to go with that new role, and then he kills himself anyway. Ooh, inside of hand is not great for me. This is so. You got funny. lucky on that last one. Yeah, I did. I really did. I mean, you got a plus four. That's not good at this level. Don't you have like a plus something from your bolt, your bond? 
or whatever. Not to him. He's not uh, bonded with me. When I bonded. If it was, if he had been, a, if he'd been a, attempting to attack Ruben, I could do that and take the damage. Since Ruben and him are bonded. Oh, true, true. Now we're bonded. Um, but unfortunately, me and this fella here, we simply ain't. We're not like yeah. that. He does not pass the vibe check. For sure. God damn it. Let it happen, bro. Weak ass fucking. Let it happen as a Yeah, fine. He's like gurgling, blood like streaking down from his mouth and like down the edge of his uh, lips, down his chin, dribbling like down to his chest in a mixture of saliva and blood. Iris uh, takes her own dagger, kind of comes up from behind him, just uh, like holds his head and whispers, shh, it's over now. And she'll slice his neck with her own. Damn, son. What the fuck are you doing? I could have saved him. I don't think he wants to be saved. There's no coming back from this, whatever has happened to him. She lets the body like just slump to the floor as his neck just gurgles out. By the arch seraphs, this place is fucking grim. The choice it? Yeah. Yeah. The set of play is clearly not working with these people. It's best to probably keep it hidden. This requires a human touch. Perhaps She'll wipe her dagger. I thought perhaps the sight of the divine would calm his mind. I was perhaps the divine wrong. has unsettled him. It seems he took. He was even more unnerved by you than him. She did like air quotes as she sheets her dagger. Well. As unfortunate as this is, it gives us a unique opportunity. Which is what? I can find out what he knew. Is that why you let him die so easily? She looks at Ruben like knowing he did not do anything to try to stop him there while the two of them did. I'm curious. Now I want to know what, what Ruben means by that. Do you speak with the dead? I uh, have something. I got something. I've got something I've been cooking up for a long fucking time. Oh my God, what, uh, <laughs> I'm excited. what do you mean you can? It's, um, it's not exactly something good. Troy is watching you. I think we're past the point of morality here. Just do what you need to. What he, are you going to do? He kind of looks to Tamagdi. I think it's better if you don't know. He Even if I don't. Tamakti. He will. He's dead. No. I don't mean this man. Mm. Perhaps. I'm sure your superior sees far worse every day. This needs to be done. We have no other way of finding out information. Alive, he was too crazed to give us anything worthy. Perhaps dead, he will. I guess, because they're like 
Troyan or uh, God damn, I don't know. Why I keep doing that. Ruben and Tamakti are like right next to each other because they were. Both yeah, yeah. I mean, broke. he's yeah. yeah, he's literally just standing right there. So Ruben's he's a little still taller. Holding the dude. Ruben Ruben's a little taller than Tamakti, like a couple inches. We'll say two or three inches. Mm. Tamakti's gonna kind of reach up and put his uh, his hand around the back of Ruben's neck and kind of pull his head in to like thunk his helmet against uh, Tamakti's forehead. Be careful not to lose yourself, brother. I'm not sure I can pull you back twice. I will not lose myself. I am quite confident in what will happen. Then I await the outcome outside. Iris will nod and kind of step next to the body. She'll stay here, of course, to observe. This is right up her wheelhouse. (laughs) Tamaki's going to step through the false door and into the other room with the couch. There is the false door room that you could go, just to be clear, and then there is the door that leads out to the hallway. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Probably don't want to be in Harp Room, honestly. Yeah, you're right. Harp Room is a little weird. They've you're all been get too comfy weird. on that couch. Yeah, just fall asleep forever. The hallway is like... the hallway's been the least weird so far. True. So we're gonna go with the hallway. I'll go with you. Pretty well. And he he kinda like nods towards Troy. Troy stops <laughs> and he's casting Ruben. When you're done, take the dagger. Sure. Falls to Mark. Iris hallway. smiles and looks at Ruben. I'm staying. Alright. I hate this gun. Um after they left, mm-hmm. he's gonna lower the man to the floor and uh use something I've been I've been hanging on to for a long fucking time. You will step aside. Uh, I would like he pulls out a uh, a little crystal, uh like a little gem uh in his hand. And, you know, with one hand held on the head of this man, uh, he kind of, like, wishes this spell into existence. He's going to use Consume Mind. What the fuck? You consume the brain of another creature's corpse, gaining its memories and knowledge. The corpse must have a brain and can't be undead. The spell fails if the corpse has been dead and not preserved for more than three days. Until the spell ends, you can attempt to recall any important fact known to the creature, family history, recent events, building layouts, passwords, details of the creature's death, and similar information. To recall a piece of information, you must make an ability check using the spellcasting modifier. DC DC is equal to the corpse's intelligence score. Oh my god. <clears throat> That's this cool. Is, this is horrific. Make that ah, roll. That's sick, bro. Chill I, out. Uh, I live for this. I almost used that on uh who was the guy that we had Vova? I almost used that on Vova. <laughs> this so is unfathomably based. So, uh <clears throat> I would uh I guess just start like to make rolls. You have uh, had this for a very long time. 20 30, 33 sessions. Wait, no. You've had this for like 13 sessions. Wait, no, 29 sessions. You've had this for actually 20, 29 sessions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna remove it from my character sheet now. Okay, yeah, make the roll. Uh, okay, so it's I think I just make a roll every time I want to fucking 
know something. I don't I don't know exactly how it works. Oh, hold on. I'm going to allow you to, to say yay or nay. I'm not going to tell you how the flavor works. I can add some flavor to like how you get this knowledge, like what the spell looks like, or you can do it. I don't are know. You are gonna... you literally eating his brain? Are you like cutting his head? No, open and... <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's in that manner. I think it's, it's like not physically consuming magically his consuming his mind. Okay. Are you going to add flavor to the brain? Because it probably tastes pretty gross. So their thoughts, mm. their their memories, they're all like merging in that moment. You know, as like his brain, I guess, because it's a necromancy spell. It's like withering away inside his skull. Yeah. And so, did you? You said you let him down. Yeah, he's on the floor. Okay. May I? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, so his you hear kind of like the sound of something drying up and shriveling and crumbling as like his brain actually turns to dust inside his skull and starts to pour out like floating through his ears, his nose, his mouth, and like through the thin gaps between his eyeballs and his eyelids. And it starts to like, it's kind of like a glowy sort of, or no, it's not glowy, sorry. It's like a dust. And as it flows towards you and starts to like siphon into your mouth through like the crooks of your eyelids between your eyes and your eyelids into your ears you you can see iris like his mouth uh rubens emitting sort of like a glow and his eyes and his ears like all of it if you guys have seen speak with the dead from baldur's gate 3 mm-hmm. it's similar to that where like the like beams of light are kind of like coming out of like the eyes and mouth and ears and everything like that that's how i imagine it so like his brain is like just turning into a dust that then sort of transfers to you in in the form of an energy that is just absorbed it's gross yeah. as fuck very looking. cool yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but like as the room illuminates so so now that you've absorbed it how does it work again uh, so essentially I can attempt to recall literally anything he knows or about him uh, but each time I want to recall something. Uh, so to recall a piece of information, you must make an ability check using your spellcasting modifier. Okay. DC is equal to the corpse's intelligence score. All right. Go ahead and... Uh, um, and I think my spellcasting modifier is Wisdom charisma. Or charisma. Yeah, you're a paladin. Actually, you're so ranger and a paladin, so it's kind of weird. You have so both. Can I choose one or the other? Or how does sure. that work? Okay, I'm just going to use charisma then. Which means I get a d20 plus 7. Sheesh. So uh, I guess the first piece of information I like to recall is who the fuck he is. I mean, oh, a nine. I imagine nine that's probably always oh, intelligence eight. Ooh, good yeah. to know. Dumbass. <laughs> you want to know like literally his identity? Whoever he was speaking about, yeah. Oh, you know when he's like, he. is he gone? Yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, okay. Iris, do you want to describe kind of what your ex-husband looked like? Oh, sure. What what he's going to see is sort of rather than a biography, like an image. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Then Ruben would see a a man like pale, rather gaunt as well, like uh, slightly above average height, but very uh, skinny and hunched over slightly. It seems like uh, he has pale skin. He was, uh, in terms of like how he looked, like his general face, uh, fairly average. Like he looked like he could camouflage fairly well into a crowd. Just very, uh, like a face that, you know, really blends in. And he has a slick back, 
uh, black hair with, uh, at this point, probably gray streaks, but not back then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, for attire, very formal and uh, also minimalistic. Like, he was never a fan of uh, wearing pompous uh, stuff. But yeah, like that's the, pretty much uh, it. the poofy shoulders and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just very, very formal and very minimalistic. Mm. Okay, that's who you see. I see. I'd like to know when his last encounter was with this man. Okay. And what it was. You, uh... So you want me to roll again, or...? Yes, please. 15. A 15 beats an 8. Um, and how long does this spell last for? Um, let me check. Stand by. One hour. So One I hour. can sit in here for an hour recalling everything I want to Okay. Know. <laughs> uh, you are seeing things through this man's eyes. He is cowering underneath the bed. In his hand, clenched, is this dagger. It has a slithering blade and a purple uh, handle with like a small silver uh, pommel. And you're poised, ready to strike the moment that this figure would like kneel down to look underneath the bed. And you can see that this figure is dragging with him a body into the room from the hallway. And he piles it onto the bed. The bed sags a little bit. And then the man walks out of the room. Hmm. How long ago was this, like, to the best of this guy? Again, it's all up to his interpretation. Probably uh, does about he... 24 hours ago. Okay. Wow. Well, um, this man has been under the bed for assuming 24 hours, at least. So, I guess, who is this man and who are the bodies on the bed? If the he... bodies on the bed are nobles. You see, like, sort of flashes of images. This man that you are seeing the memories of encountering them, like in their homes, visiting them in the mm -hmm. streets. They are all of noble stature. Uh, even the ones that were in their underwear, like one of them was a man, another one is a female. Uh, I say maybe two of them were women. And then like three of them, the other ones that were clothed uh, are just a mix of men and women. All of kind of like equal stature uh, vying for what would have been the uh, the seat of ruling over Aethelin if something were to happen to the Baron. So everyone is just kind of, you know, buddy-buddy with uh, with um, Iris's ex-husband mm -hmm. uh, trying to secure sort of a position. Does he recall when uh, when this place kind of became all fucking decrepit and people started mis going missing? Yes. Uh, everyone seems to be in the dining hall. There's a dinner being hosted. There are candles lit. And all of these figures, as well as uh, the man that is here underneath the bed, they're all there in the room. I beat, I hope you beat the... Yeah, you did. Yes, okay. 14. 14. Yeah, they're all there in the dining room um, eating. And then they all kind of go to... It fast forwards a little bit. Some of them are going to rest in the guest room upstairs. Some of them are going to rest in the guest room downstairs. Some of them are just staying behind in the... The, uh, the grand room. A couple of them are staying behind in the dining room. They're all just sort of chatting, and that is probably the last time that he saw everyone together. Mm. When when was it that people first started? I suppose he was in here. Did he leave the house, or was he in here when people start dying? I think Did he witness how here. any of these people die? There's a flash of you see him trying I'll to beat again. against oh. the doors. Oh. Good. Yeah, yeah 14. there's a flash you see of him trying to beat against the front two big doors trying to get out 
and then running away from the doors. Gotcha. This was sometime between three and six days ago. Has he seen anyone else alive in here since then? Make another roll. Yep. So I'm going to ask a lot of questions. You're good. Let me just double check my document here. I would say no, he's been under the bed too long. Okay. okay. And and like a lot of flashing memories are there where something happens, it flashes forward like another hour, he's still under the bed, something else happens. They're all like little sounds, like a creaking of a door or the shifting of a furniture. And every single one of them, just as he's about to try leaving the bed again, something happens that scares him back under the bed. Does he know about uh, any shady kind of dealings this Baron was involved with? You know, not necessarily. I mean, I guess suppose in general. You know, I don't know how close he was, but they make a roll. I'll roll again. An eleven. I would say probably not close enough for the uh, Iris's ex-husband to divulge any secrets of that caliber if he had any. Gotcha, okay. Is there anyone who would be? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. He probably knows a decent amount of the layout of this house. So I mean I'd like to I'd like to know what he knows about it. So let me roll again. Oh, that's an eight. It's a now one, so that is a no go. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's mm. yeah, a no go on that one. And that one eight. It's a bummer. I would say probably that the spell ends there because it's a nat one. If you'd like it to, I'm fine with that. Um, in that case, you know, you see, uh, you see this kind of, as you described it, brain powder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just suddenly cease, and Ruben falls back on his ass. Yeah, the rest of the powder that was floating, like between him to you, just sort of drops onto the floor with like a, a little sort of wave that goes out to the sides, little gust. Iris looks. <laughs> uh, well, that was unpleasant. Um, he would refer to your husband. I suppose oh. he's been murdering all these people. I don't know if he's affected by something or simply getting rid of competition. Hmm. Doesn't quite seem like him. At least, usually more uh, methodical than this. She looks around the room, like just all the blood and shit. Well, anyone and everyone important uh, was invited to his home probably six days ago or so. And I think he's been killing them all since, with the most recent in this uh, pile. He gestures toward the bed about a day ago. This man's been hiding under that bed for quite a while. You cast a lot dancing lights, right? Uh, yeah, like four little dancing lights are kind of just gently roaming around me. How long does it last for? Uh, give me I think a it's second. a cantrip, right? Yeah, it's a cantrip, so it can be done pretty much like I can just recast it constantly, but it lasts for for a minute. But uh, it it uses concentration, but so far I've not needed to use concentration mm -hmm. on anything else, so I've just kind of kept it going. Yeah, so you've probably just like recast it every time that it goes yeah. out for a moment, like when a, when a again I only use it like in a dark room. I haven't really used it in the hallways or nothing. But when we enter like a, an actual room, 
yeah. ever since she got scared by a, a mutilated corpse, she's been keeping him up. Yeah. I'm going to add some flavor then. So you keep having to like recast it every minute. Mm-hmm. And in this minute that you're like maybe a bit focused on Ruben, it goes down for a moment. You you cast it probably right away, I'd imagine, right? Yes. In that moment that it's down, you see like shadows all around you of people just standing around you and Ruben. You recast it, they're gone. She kind of looks around for, he does like a little double take, you know? The room is cold. Do you have any idea where he went? No, not from this one, but it's almost guaranteed he's still here. In the house? I tried to find out the layout or any other details, but... Then the basement, I suggest. Perhaps. I think uh, all the dead here are unable to escape. Clearly something's been done to this place. We've looked around the first floor. I've looked at the second, looked at every room. There is the basement remaining. It was always his favorite. Well, once he's dealt with, I can lay them all to rest. But it would take some time. Very well. Let us go, and uh, I will guide you to the stairs leading down. Uh, Let's get to Mokti and Troy. Yeah, she goes towards the door that leads to the corridor. And uh, he stands back up and follows her out. We're not there. It takes the dagger as well, though. I was actually going to ask if Tamakti and Troy stayed outside the whole time that this is going on. This is probably like a five-minute ordeal. Tamakti has no plans of going anywhere. I mainly just said that because I expected you to say Um, Ruben did, in fact, grab the dagger as uh, Troy requested. The door opens behind you, Tamakti. Troy is startled a little bit by it, turns over his shoulder really quickly. Oh, and how'd it go? Um... Well, apparently him is my husband. Ex-husband. Never formally divorced. I suppose he tried uh, to kill me, so... Let us consider his exorcision a formal marriage uh, dissolution. He would give her a nod. Well, I do have uh, the ability to divorce someone and marry them as well. Do you Don't worry, I will take care of it myself. Let us go to the basement. <laughs> she wags her I'm... fingers to follow. <laughs> like, what's his name? Uh, what was his name, by the way? Uh, Damon. Do you say that out loud? Uh, no, but I did say that out loud to um, to Ruben and uh, to Makti back uh, back in the cart like two sessions ago. She just <laughs> keeps walking towards the staircase. What's his name? It we've is. Got, we've got his name. Uh, this place is clearly some sort of magic. Probably best we don't disturb it. Right, I'll just keep calling him Iris's ex-husband then. That's not a mouthful. Is there anything to write on? I mean, he might just write and pass it down. Oh yeah, my book. I mean, all over the floor and the walls. Oh, not he's the not wall, gonna, the no, he's not gonna write it on the fucking floor. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out his book and just like writes the name to show him. Okay, so you show him the name for Iris. You would remember that the stairs leading down to the basement are through the dining hall. It is the the room at the end of the hall, and the last room on the right, the second door on the right, past the stairs that go up, is to the kitchen. Should you want to go there. 
Uh, I think it's the only room we haven't checked on the first floor, so might as well since it's on the way. Okay. Just to quickly see, like, she opens the door to look in there. Peek in. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, there are all these counters and all these knives and stuff like that. The The knives are all sort of stuck into cutting boards, like cleavers and, and actual yeah. um, cutting knives, vegetable knives, all this. They're all stuck into cutting boards and cabinets all over. Uh, and there must be at least four dozen knives. Steak knives, uh, you know, just general cutting knives for eating everything. And there's blood all over these uh, all over these cutting boards. And there's blood on the floors, and it leads out of the kitchen and towards the dining hall. But other than that, there's not a whole lot noteworthy about the kitchen. It's probably the least noteworthy room on this list. Okay. Well, there is one more room upstairs. We might as well go see the dining hall quickly. She steps into the kitchen to head towards the dining hall just well, to go see. Oh No, the the kitchen is the second door on the right. The dining hall is at the end of the hallway. So oh, I, thought the, I thought the kitchen linked to the dining hall like it does in some houses, but uh, never mind. Yeah, she will like go down the hall. Houses, but not this one. Okay. It's just a few more steps down the hall to get to the door at the end of it. Okay, she goes there. What about... Ruben and Tamakti. Yeah, he, after showing the name, yeah. he has to follow. I'd say we definitely follow this woman and, since she knows where we're going. And this time, he's uh, making Troy go in front of him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Diamond. Run. Diamond. Don't say it out loud. I'm sorry. Diamond. Shut the f- <laughs> It's not out loud. Anyways, he's- you're saying it out loud right now. Iris reaches, uh... I'm losing my mind. A bang. <laughs> I'm uh, losing my fucking mind. All Ruben the doors start to slam people. shut and open and slam shut and open. <laughs> okay, so you get to the, the... Okay. You get to the end of the hallway. There's the, the door leading into the dining hall. You can hear as you reach for the, the door handle some mumbling on the other side. It's incoherent. It's very faint. But it is feminine. I see. She uh, casts her lights in there. Sissy. Okay. You see... Uh... So you're opening the door then? Yes. Sorry, okay. I thought I thought I implied. And... My fault, my fault. No, you're good. Um, you would see that there are fingers and hands without fingers and feet and separate toes, and tongues, and eyes, and teeth, and ears, strewn about the room on the on the um, table, on the chairs. Uh, that's really all there is in the dining room is just tables and chairs, mm -hmm. and like cabinets for expensive uh, dining ware. Um, but on top of any surface, and in the room stands a woman, and she seems to be inspecting each individual little piece one at a time now the room is illuminated because Tamakti has this daylight on him and he's behind you and the door is open and you have these dancing lights uh, but she doesn't seem to take mind of you and it's just inspecting each little piece one at a time alright she steps into the room hello she kind of she... beckons towards the person she continues to ignore you. 
you do see on closer inspection now that there's blood uh, used from these limbs, like as if the fingers were crayons um, or markers used to spell out words on all of these counters that everything is laid out on. Well, that is strange. She goes to read what's written, perhaps. Okay. Like, since she seems to completely ignore her, uh, she just kind of walks and goes towards some of the, the these are all writings, quote-unquote. These are all different phrases or lines, and they're all in chaotic different directions, none of them in the same direction. And some of them are in different sizes, and some of them really narrow and small, some of them very large and exaggerated. Now I can see. Now I can hear. I hear him still. He hides behind no door. He cowers where we cannot reach. I see. Mm. And her back is to you as she's in inspecting all of these pieces. Well, okay, so she'll kind of go closer to the woman to see what she's inspecting. Tamakti's going to move up kind of with Iris. Okay. So how, how how large is this room again? Sorry, big dining room. It's a big dining hall. So for rich people. And how f the woman was what roughly thirty feet from us? Uh, you say? I'd say maybe twenty feet from the door, like at the table, just kind of like picking up one item at a time, like a finger, okay. and a toe, and then an ear, and like listening to the ear, and like uh, staring very closely at the at whatever she's lifting up, you know. Then actually, Tonks is probably gonna want to stay where he is. Okay. Um, uh, because if, if he's right up on her, he's not gonna be much use. Okay. That being said, something that he is gonna do, if I can, I'm just trying uh -huh. to check to see. Tonks is gonna recast Emboldening Bond because at this point it would have burnt out. Um, mm -hmm. but he's gonna include um, Iris when he casts it this time. Okay. And so it's all four of you. Yep. Okay. Yes, sir. What's the max on that? Is it four people? Or five? Do, 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 do. Equal to your proficiency bonus. Oh, okay. Cool. So you're getting up close to her? How close? I'm I'm not. Ruben. No, I said I am. Um, I don't know. Within, uh, within that, you know, within ten feet, you know, to see. Okay. And Iris? How close are you getting? To the woman? Yeah. Literally right behind her. Oh, like craning, craning my neck over her shoulder. That's kind of creepy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Weird bitch. <laughs> you could say that. She turns, so you're like looking over her shoulder, maybe. Yeah, to see what she's piecing together. Like you said, she was looking over some pieces. So I'm curious as yeah. to what exactly. She's lifting them up, and and yeah. she uh, kind of like puts them down on the table in in no clear pattern. But, like, as you get over her shoulder, she slowly turns her head to, like, look at you over her shoulder, smiling very wide. You see that all of her teeth are missing. Her mouth is bloody gums. And nice. her eyes have been, like, jabbed out, basically. Uh, they're just, like, closed blood stains. And, um, and her tongue is not there behind her gums. Hmm. And she kind of like mumbles the word. It doesn't make any sense to you, so I'm not even gonna. Yeah, she has no tongue, so it's kind of hard to yeah. pronounce anything. Um, Iris kind of, you know, of course, as the woman turned around, she takes a step back just so they're not like hugging, uh, but still right next to each other. She'll look at the woman, 
Uh, unless the woman does like some aggressive move or some shit, but it doesn't seem like it so far. Doesn't. Oh, you poor thing. Can you hear me? She turns back towards the, the table and... Hmm. It seems not. Does she keep looking over her pieces? Whatever. Yeah. It, it, are they like small little like pieces of paper or something? She's uh, uh, or... No, no, they're... <laughs> oh, so... no. They're fingers, oh, cool. hands without fingers, and feet, oh, and toes, sick. and tongues, and eyes, and teeth. And Maybe ears. she's the one that made the collage upstairs. Uh, she'll kind of just look at the pieces of human flesh being, uh, you know, placed everywhere. Well, I don't think there is much for us here. Oof. This one is of, well, no harm to anyone right now. Well, um, to Mokdeen. He kind of looks back. What? Is there anything you wish to do? This is fucked. I'm aware. Wonder who did this and why. I can, I suppose, try and give her peace. The only peace she'll find is death. Tamakti is going to... The first time he's getting to do this. He's a cleric. Ooh. You can't save everyone. First, first time he's gotten to do this sacred flame. Uh. <laughs> Turn undead. Oh. Uh, Perhaps it will work. Perhaps and not. You're about to get another person killed. Well, well that's I mean, I guess this it, one dies. It, it depends on her CR. Well, it depends if she's even undead. You know? Don't, I doubt it. Oh, is she not a ghost? No, it's just a oh. full ass woman with. Like, oh, again, I mean, with the amount of things she's missing from her face, uh, she might very well I, be undead, but well, there's I, a possibility I she's no, not. No time. <laughs> I thought she was not uh, alive, if not a ghost. Well, I, I guess I just assumed just because well, again, she was so you know, nobody has touched her. Yeah, we don't know if she's still alive or not. I mean, she might not be. <laughs> There's a very little chance, but so far everyone's been fucked up beyond belief, and they've still been alive. Tamakti is going to draw down on her, whispering, uh, you, know, you know that shit that the fucking, uh, like, sniper in uh, Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. The same kind of shit. Yeah, this, yeah. 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 Wow. My believer. Good. Yeah. Uh, my believer in my high tower. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's enough. <laughs> no, that's sick. That's sick. Um, he's just gonna be sort of whispering like praise memorial under his breath as he does it. He's in pain almost as he does this, um, and he's gonna draw down and fire an arrow at her. Iris will step aside, seeing as it went through something earlier, someone, so she doesn't want to be on the other side. Oh, well, I clicked the wrong one, but fuck it. You know what? Because it was the wrong one, we're actually gonna reroll. No, I mean she's standing still. <laughs> you can't miss that, bro. Otherwise, you're like you're bri you're laying yeah, bricks. The other guy like dashed last second. That was intended, yeah. so that's why I had you roll. But like she's just standing there, like peacefully, oddly um, very peacefully. Like she's smiling. Like she'll, like it would be a very smile. I don't know that be. she can smile. Yeah, Unless she I'm can. Saying, she still got lips. Very, yeah, she still has lips. Like she can still like. A smile, toothless like, smile, as someone would say. A literal toothless <laughs> smile. God, I hate when. Um, for the for the purposes of damage, uh -huh. is am I using celestial longbow or celestial longbow big stepper? Uh, it's up to you, man. Don't do big. She's gonna die instantly. Twenty-one damage. Twenty-one damage. Okay. 
the uh, the light passes through her, the arrow, and uh, there's like a, a burning sort of a sizzling from this one. Um, and she collapses to the ground and like goes through her back, out through her chest. And she collapses down on her knees, holds onto the table for a second, and then falls onto her side and rolls onto her back, where she's like breathing for two or three more breaths before like letting out her last breath and there's like a sort of peaceful look on her face when she does it. Iris kind of kneels down a bit like sorry for whatever happened here. Yo, this is a up. this is a fucking shard bow. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah true actually. Or, what do they call them? Grand, shard blades. Grand bow, I guess is what they called them, but that shit sounds whack. It's a shard bow. Let's keep moving. Downstairs is all that's left. And she will uh, kind of, you know, snake her way past the body and the table, go around and back out the door and lead them towards the staircase leading to the basement. As, well, the, uh, the, stair the stairway leading to the basement is from the dining hall. Oh, in the dining Dude, that's a weird house layout, man. Who made hey, this man, shit? Your house, I don't know. <laughs> Who's <laughs> yeah, their goddamn so architect here? Probably, probably like your great-great-great-grandpappy. Yeah, you suck. No, that's not true, though, because we came yeah, here. I'm like two generations. Yeah, I'm yeah, an immigrant right. two generations. I strategically may have placed these things. Okay, so, so we'd run into them like in a, in a yeah. series of encounters that you carefully, you know, curated. It makes sense, you know, I respect it. If only we had uh, a starry astron retainer to make us maps at our beck and call. <coughs> I will uh, I will then lead them down the staircase from the dining hall and go towards the basement. Ruben once more takes the rear. And this yeah. time Iris yeah. will just uh, remove her dancing lights and cast light itself, which lasts for far longer and doesn't require concentration on her uh, staff. Alright. As you guys go down into the basement. There's the blood that led from the kitchen to the dining hall. It carries through the dining hall and towards the stairs where it goes down the stairs and you guys follow it. And now that you're at the landing of the of this bottom of the stairs in the basement, there is no external light from the outside, which is now nighttime, but there's no light coming through any windows because there are no windows down here in the basement. And so you are presented with three options there's kind of like a, a landing room where it's just like a table in the middle and there's like a couple vases on it with some some flowers some other bullshit like a mirror on the wall uh, just generic stuff but there's a uh, a room on the left a room straight ahead and there's a room on the right pretty simple i'm not a great i'm not somebody who works in construction i've never been to many houses and uh, I do not plan floor plans. Of so course. So I'm not very creative when it comes to stuff like Don't that. Don't worry. Neither uh, neither are the rest of us except for Covert. Um, I'm going to say, if you ever want my advice, I'd be happy to... Uh... Now, Prowler, if I may, uh, there's three rooms that I know of in the basement. Uh, would I know which one is which? Yeah. Cellar is on your left. The blood leads to it. Okay. The armory is straight ahead. And the distillery slash alchemy chamber is on the right. Okay. Distillery. Indeed. Yeah, we make alcohol here. There's a whole ass cellar. Um, Iris, since the blood seems to be leading to the cellar, and uh, from what she remembers, that was uh, that's a place that her husband liked a lot because he liked wine. Uh, she'll go in that one. Yeah. Time for the cellar. Follow me. Yeah. All right. He uh, he follows, not knowing what any of the other rooms are. 
How long does daylight last? An hour. Pretty long time. Okay, so you open the cellar. Light floods yeah. into the room from the dancing lights and the. Uh... Oh, I removed that. Seeing I'm, I'm with Ruben now, I just, you know, he's got light on his or on Tamakti, so it's bright as fuck. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Then, as you open the door, and Tamakti is probably behind you, um, you cast a shadow of your own. And as you make your way into the room and the light begins to fill the room, you see that the. Uh, the blood streaks that are sort of caked and crusted onto the the ground, onto the door handle, uh, like a, a bloody handprint on the door handle. Uh, you open it to reveal that there are smashed bottles, or half-smashed bottles, all along the floor. Like, you know how when you smash a bottle, uh, or in, <laughs> in, like, the movies, where yeah. there's, like, a, a bunch of, like cockney fucks and they like yeah in a bar people. fight yeah and you just it breaks it's, from like you grab the the tip like, a like perfect the handle half. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that except you get the bottom half in this instance not the the top Rash. of the throat and so these are like clustered all over the floor these half smashed bottles and they're underneath a bunch of upside down hanging bodies that are like hanging by their feet tied to the ceiling like ropes and um like their wrists are slit, their throats are slit, their stomachs are slit, and blood is flowing, or Jesus was Christ. flowing down from them into these like half broken bottles. And some of these half broken bottles that have been collecting the blood are just like overflowing onto the ground. Mm. Well, let us look around here. The rest of the room is, uh, it is the cellar. And so there are like these shelves, like the wine bottle shelves, you know, where they're kind of like little. 45 degree turn squares that have these bottles like inserted into them mm -hmm. yeah it's like one of those shelves is in the middle and then around the rest like around the walls are these uh like kegs of or like barrels of uh tapped wine basically i guess just kind can of we like, uh, can we see the whole room from where we're at or is there like a corner or... i would say you could except that that uh that sort of shelf in the middle with all the wine bottles that I just described. Uh, so on the other side, there's probably something? Yeah, there's like a second partition. Uh, okay, gotcha. Hmm. He, uh... Ruben's gonna look towards Troy seeing this. What are you thinking? I'm not very thirsty right now. No, that's not what I meant. Iris, you... meanwhile, is there a bottle that's not no. smashed on the middle rack while these two are talking? Probably. She'll go grab one. Okay. You read the label? Sure, why not? Cubo Grand Voss of Bonasau. Excellent. She'll uh, she'll open it just to smell, see if it's actual wine or you know if some schizo replaced everything with blood because who knows? It's actual wine. She'll take a sip. Kind of reminds uh reminds her of her past life. Tastes like time. blood. And if it does, so what? No, it tastes like uh like Cubo Grand Voss of Bonasau. Just more of a. It's a bitter of red. a bitter or like a, it's a bitter more, red. Uh, excellent. She'll drink a little bit of it. I'm in no so. What do you think we're dealing with here? Maybe I think vampire. Um, you know, there's a bit of a shrug. I don't see any bite marks. I know the blood's too old to be worth much to a vampire. But also, I don't know. I don't sense anything evil down here. 
You still have that spell active, don't you? Protection from good and evil? Yeah, didn't you cast something else too? Um, let me see. I don't think I've cast anything that requires concentration yet. Divine Sense. That's what it was. Oh, well, Divine so, Sense, that was now. the first thing I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Uh, it's only one action, one round. Protection from good and evil only lasts 10 minutes, so it would have ended by now. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Talk to you, Thirsty. No. Quite the opposite. See, Iris is drinking from that bottle of wine. Oh, well, you all uh, it's looking good. around. I'm going to check back here. And he's going to start walking through the fucking corpse field towards the towards the bag. Yeah, there's like probably six or seven of these bodies like hanging, kind of like separated two, three feet apart from each other. Gotcha. And as you make your way uh, around that partition, that wall, that side is relatively normal. Uh, except for like the the buckets that are clustered against the uh, the far corner. Uh, I guess he's just gonna go and investigate the buckets. And then he said it doesn't look normal, so they're full of blood, huh? And organs, like guts, intestines. Does there appear to be like any markings anywhere out of like blood, or is it just gore yeah. for gore's sake? No, it's just gore for gore's sake. Hmm. I see. Great. I think. We're dealing with Damon. Damon the man. Not the monster, not the vampire. If he was a vampire, he would have bled them dry, but not not like this. He would have drank it, he'd be crazed on blood, and he'd be slaughtering the whole city. It's nighttime now, we'd hear screaming outside. What if he became something else? Something else like what? I don't know, I was just posing the question, you're the expert. Well, I think that we'd be hearing screaming outside if he were anything else. Still, I think he's I th somewhere in here. I think Troy's right. I think this is the doing of a man. I agree. Though something made him lose his mind, this is unlike him. You could say the same about the other people we've seen. Very true. I'm, I'm sure. None of them wanted to stab their own eyes out, or... He was always, uh, well... A cunt, so to speak. Uh, but, uh... Elegant. He was never this erratic. <laughs> I know this dude didn't just say elegant after he tells Irish she's a cunt like every Yeah, it's fucking... cool. <laughs> it's cool we take those on the chin. This one is a badge of honor. Anything around the back of the cellar? Nothing. Buckets of blood. There's no Very real well. point to them. There is still the armory and the alchemy room to look at. Alright, so which one's next then? Well, um, let us go. Well, if you want, we can separate, but I don't recommend. I will go see the distillery on the alchemy room. It is yeah. where I spent the most time in the basement when I came down here. Yeah. And I'll go, uh, well, you guys are checking out down here. We've already checked the first floor. I'll go back upstairs to the second floor. I looked at the second in its entirety. Oh. There was nothing there but, uh, well, a collage of dead, uh, limbs on a wall in the master bedroom. A woman. Right. And the 
one of my, well, my grandmother's old room had some dead man, a bunch of paintings, and the guest room had blood in a chair, and that's about it. You know, to some extent, I have to say, it's quite impressive. Normally when men do this kind of thing, when they go crazy and start killing people, they don't kill nearly this much single-handed. They normally get caught, normally get put in jail, or, you know, instant justice right then and there from the vigilante that finds them. It's easier to hide when you own the town. I guess so. You control the narrative and the people chasing you. I guess so. Either way, she uh, finishes her wine bottle and kind of just, you know, lazily drops it on the ground, like behind her, and it just shatters and goes to exit the room to go to the distillery. And uh, Ruben's also going to come up, but uh, he's going to put a hand on Troy's shoulder. All right. And uh, cast uh, protection from evil and good. He sees you starting to cast a spell and slaps your hand away. He holds fucking tight. Oh, man. (laughs) If you Uh, insist. I am casting this goddamn spell on this motherfucker. (laughs) Right, well... Robin, would you like to go upstairs with me? Uh, let's finish checking on this basement then, sure. I suppose so. We don't know if he's down here. He strides towards the door that was the armory. Yeah, he follows him. He puts his hand on the door. He mm-hmm. goes to click the little thumb latch. It's locked. Great. Mm-hmm. We could just kick it open. Looks like a pretty tough door. It is the armory. Is it a pretty tough door? <laughs> it looks like a pretty tough door. Um, but it also looks like it's been hacked and beaten, like some, some other people have been trying to get into. Perhaps the people who have been trapped in here trying to defend themselves, I think one could reason. Yeah, that's probably a good uh, good assumption. Well, guess we're not going in there. Nice. He kind of looks at the rest of the group. Specifically the wizard. Iris, got anything for this? She's kind of stepping to go towards the distillery as she sees them turn towards the armory. Um, I may. Alright, well, try what you may. She looks at them for a second. Weren't you going upstairs? It was a joke, I was trying to get a rise out of Tamokti. Ah, I see. Well then. I am not much in the joking mood, Troy. I she know, steps towards the mood. She steps towards the door, and she will cast. Uh, is there a visible lock on this, or like? Yeah, there's like a key lock. Okay, Iris will uh, place like the head of her staff on the key lock and cast knock. It's going to be extremely loud again. Yeah. And it's down here in the basement. Just a booming sound that echoes through every wall. She doesn't warn anyone to block their ears before. Uh, and the lock shatters and opens. What are your passive perceptions? Um, That's a great fucking question. I that's don't a good-ass motherfucking idea, actually. Uh, Let's see. Mine is... How do you see that again? Uh, I see... Uh, let me just make sure I don't have any abilities that change that. Mine's a 13 without abilities. Let me just 
check my passive perception is 10 plus my perception scores so not good i'm at 12. 17. sheesh that's pretty all right so 12 a 17 and a 13. yeah yeah tamaki you hear creaking from uh up the stairs there is something up there you say that as the big bang goes <laughs> yeah like right after it what there is something up there. Uh, Ruben turns around towards the stairs. What does it sound like? Like something stepping on creaking wood. Oh. Did we miss anyone up there? Well, there was quite a few rooms that um, we didn't check, and also that unconscious man, Damokti, shot. We looked at every room. Did we? We did. I feel like there was a room on the right we didn't. There's oh. the kitchen. We what about the, the one direct ahead? The study, the, trust me, I have the list That's of rooms right, right here. We've looked at every single room. Every room on the first floor. Oh. I guess my memory's failing. All right. Uh, well, it seems everyone's chasing upstairs, so she'll follow as well. No, the no, door of the armory. No one's moved yet. I thought right. Gobert did. No, he just looked up there. Should we go? Well, I want to see what's in the armory first. I don't believe it's going to be anything too extraordinary, but perhaps it's been revamped since I left. Uh, she'll push the door open unless it still doesn't open after a spell. Nah, it opens. Okay, she pushes it open and kind of steps in gently. I'll, uh, I'll watch this staircase. You two, three, check out the armory. You hear another creak, uh, Ruben. Mm. But while, uh, coming from up the stairs, but while, while you hear that and they go into the armory, um... The door seems to have done its job. Perhaps somebody was trying to get in, but nobody did, because this room appears untouched. It's decorated with nice. mannequins donning like half plate, full plate, um, plate, and racks of weapons ranging from like uh, short swords to long swords to spears to halberds to. The spears uh, would be immaculate. The wood on them, very very nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's all these pole-arm weapons and, and swords and axes and all of it. But they're all like mundane weapons. Like yeah. Normal weapons. Just for like, you know, in case uh, the people of Aethelin were sieged in some way, the plan would have been to fall back here. And so people would have been able to get armed from this room. Like inside the keep. Because as I previously previously said, there was a, like a wooden wall of this magical wood around the keep itself. So, that's that. Oh, well, boring. I told you so. Yeah. Okay, next room. He nods. Do you leave the room then? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the last room is right there. It's the... Yeah, just for the distillery. Alchemy. Yeah, you can Unless see Ruben's like, Ruben's like hunched up against the wall. He's got the dagger in one hand, like... Right in the, waiting to fucking stab someone that walks down the staircase. Troy steps up beside you, Ruben, and uh, and is there holding kind of like his flail. He's got it drooped over one, like his right shoulder. He's holding the the stick from it, you know. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I gotcha. Got the chain drooped over his shoulder with the ball on the back. And what is Tamaki doing? Tamaki's just doing his best to like stay with the group while still staying like he doesn't want to be so far back that he's going to get jumped by one of these fucking ghosts but also 
not so close that his bow is ineffective, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Got you, got you. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. He can he can summon the bow at will. He's going to dissipate the bow and pull out his sword. Oh, okay. And stay up close with everybody. Because, uh... Well, Ruben and... Tamakti keeps feeling like hairs on the back of his neck stand up, and he's not liking it. I mean, yeah. And by Tamakti, I mean me. I'm feeling hairs on the back of my neck standing up. Okay. I don't like it. Then I need you to pick who you stay with or who you go with. Um... I'm going to go with it's it's Troy and Ruben and Iris, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Iris. I don't want her to be alone. Okay. And she goes into the distillery. The door is unlocked. Swing it open. Swing it open. No gore in this room. No corpses. Just a lot of dust. It is as if this room had not been touched since you left here. Like you're As like expected. Damon had not gone in here a single time. There are uh, sort of like flasks and baubles uh, caked in dust so thick that you can't see like the color of the liquid that's inside them. There are um, uh, shelves with empty potion bottles and uh, components, different sort of uh, powders, tinctures, um, compounds, different things. I will allow uh, a total, and you can decide it, later on but it will need to be decided before the next session you can collect from here amongst the party a total of 2000 gp worth of uh magical components sounds good i will draft up a list uh if you guys have anything any specific components that you need to cast a specific spell uh, send me a dm and uh i'll see if it's in our budget Otherwise, it's going to be my goddamn components because it's my fucking house. Yeah. Iris will just start collecting I need, the components from like her drawers that were still left unopened. I need 300 gold gold point diamonds. Gold Dude, you diamonds. have like 7,000 platinum pieces or some shit still, don't you? Yeah, but I can't. I need diamond, not like 300. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not anywhere near a, a fucking... This isn't uncut gems. I can't just rock up to uh, Adam Sandler yeah, yeah, for the diamonds. So if you've got them here, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you yeah. the money for them. But in case one of us gets, you know, how stabbed, much are the diamonds? Stabbed to death by your fucking ex-husband. Uh, we're gonna be fine, bro. How much are the diamonds? Uh, diamonds worth three hundred gold points, which the spell consumes. But They're I can revive. Points. People. They're gold pieces. Dude, this guy, man. Yeah, whatever. GP. <laughs> Alright, um, she'll, uh, she'll grab the, the components. We'll just say now the sum total is 1,700. As she'll grab one diamond, kind of look it over. This might be more useful to you. And she'll just kind of toss it back, like, nonchalantly towards Tamakti. Uh, as she keeps you. collecting stuff to put it in her pouch. It seems he never checked this room. Strange. I thought you would have destroyed this place. Anything uh. else around the room, uh... Prowler. The room As is a, what you would make of it. It was your distillery. But uh, and so nothing really out of the ordinary. Eh, it's not like the hideout that I use because that one is outside the the f- town proper. But uh, this one made a decent working station at the house. Yeah. Not my true laboratory, but uh, this one did all right. There is not much here other than these materials I left behind. She kind of run like you know walks over the room like. 
casually and just sweeps her finger through the dust, looking at the vials and uh, any. I suppose most of the potions that were here that she worked on are probably like you know, um, well, to put it plainly, past their expiration date. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> like just yeah, they lost their potency. She kind of looks at the. She sweeps one of the vials to look at the liquid and sees that it's all like opaque it's like and like and dead. Uh, this one is done. Too old. She looks at a few more potions and determines they're all fucked, Link. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll have to make some new ones, I suppose. Ruben, you hear, you hear uh, another sort of creak, mm -hmm. followed by a, a thud and a bang. Thud and a bang how? Thud and like a bang. Like a thud, like a muffled sort of thud. Something mm -hmm. like as if being dropped on the floor and it's yeah. maybe like uh 30 seconds later that you hear kind of like a, a bang as if something had tipped over gotcha okay, dog i see you uh am i able to slowly like peek around the see if there's anything in the stairway that i can see that's like sure. from my point like i'm not moving up the stairs just sure the stairway is an l so yeah so anything's come around the corner yet? Uh, from the dining hall, it goes down, then 90 degree turn, and then that's just a straight shot from there to like where you are. So mm -hmm. looking around, nothing. You don't hear any footsteps or anything either. And nothing had dropped like... Nope. Oh. How close were the creeks? It didn't sound like it was the floor above you. Sound like down here? No, there's... Uh, you're in the basement. Yeah. And then there's the, the first floor. Yeah. On the second floor. Oh, you sound, uh, it sounded like up there. Well, it didn't sound like the floor above you. Ah. Yeah, Ruben kind of like leans back and looks over to Troy on his right shoulder. I think he might be upstairs. Horace had she checked it. Well, there was also a secret uh, passage she didn't know about. It's been a while since she'd been here. He shrugs. Hmm. Well, we can ask her when she gets back out here. Hopefully soon. And uh, he kind of holds in position for the time being. At that point, uh, Iris would probably step back out with uh, Tamakti. Huh. They would nod. I Tamakti would nod. I don't. I don't know if Iris does. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? He speaks for Iris. They're both not. And you there was a noise uh, Why the upstairs. Fuck? They would also both start snapping. <laughs> you want to fight about it? <laughs> yeah. And. uh... Sounded like it was from the second floor. Strange. There was no one there when I went, but, uh, well, let us go up. And, uh, Ruben kind of, like, crashes down and begins to sneak up the staircase. I mean, even though there's daylight behind him, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's just kind of habit, I suppose. Troy's right behind you. Kettle helmet and all. Yeah. He's He's gone into killer mode. You make your way up to the dining hall. It is as you left it. Dead woman and all? Yep. He peeks around to the left, peeks around to the right, nods back towards them and continues creeping through the dining hall. To the door? To the door. Okay. The door is already open, I believe. Yeah, I don't think we closed it. You can see um, down the hall, and there's the door on your left, door on your right, and then uh, another door on your right further down the hall, set of stairs on your left, and then another door on your left further down the hall. And uh, to clarify, all those doors are open, right? I believe so. Is the unconscious man still in the foyer? 
No. Ah. Is there like blood anywhere? Or? Uh, no. You probably fled. Ah, like uh, like out the front doors. Maybe. Are they shut or open? Oh, they they were non-existent. Oh, gotcha. Bashed apart. There's just one yawning mouth leading gotcha. out to the world. Okay. It's just that all these people were in these rooms. I see. They didn't know they could leave. Hmm. Seems that one you shot might have ran. He's gonna turn the corner into the foyer and then go towards the stairs. Okay. She just I, follows Ruben. And the others are probably all behind mm -hmm. you, I'd imagine. Yes, sir. And creeps up the stairs. Up the winding semicircle to the second floor. There's a hall in front of you and a balcony on your left. The hall goes forward and then turns to the right where it becomes its own captured second floor. Do I hear anything up here? Creaking. From which which way? Uh, Down the hall. Around the corner. That's where he'll go. Okay. You are presented with three doors. Hmm. Two on the left, one on the right. Any of them open? All of them open? Uh, Iris, did you leave any of the doors open? As previously stated, I closed no doors behind me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then I would say that the grandmother's room door is open, the Iris's room door is open, the master room, and the guest room is open. Okay, well then he's he's gonna creep down the hall and try and I guess peek into these rooms to see where this noise is coming from. Creeping. We um He is in fact creeping. We didn't, we didn't close our door, right? Uh no. None we haven't closed any doors. Yeah, I didn't think so. The first room on the left. So there's two on the left, like I said, and then one on the mm -hmm. right when you go around the corner. Yeah. Uh, the first one on the left is the guest room. And he kind of peeks around the door. There is um, a bed yep. in the room. Uh, it is against the wall. There's a bunch of destroyed furniture everywhere and a knocked over chair um, in the center of the room. And there is blood leading from the bed to the center of the room. Is there someone like hanging above the chair or someone or something? No. Well, it's possible that chair falling could have been the noise he heard, so he's going to step into the room. Okay. Troy's right behind you. Tomorrow Iris will be third. Oh. Bitch, got him. No, no. You're and, at the uh, back. This is your family castle. You can get murdered by your serial killer for it. You're the guy with the bow, man. You should be at the back. Come on, I'm doing this for no, you. No, I, I have my sword out right now. And, uh, you know, obviously he begins to investigate. Okay. Make me a roll. Yes. There is something that will happen regardless, but the roll will tell me how much extra you learn. Okay. What roll would you like me to make? Investigation. 
I see. I can do that. Ooh, not my strongest. <laughs> oh, a nat one to a one. Not my strongest play. <laughs> not, not Ruben's strongest. Uh... Walk into the room, do a quick 360. All right, looks clear. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we're good. Check There's him. creaking. It's coming from above you. Is there an attic? There's... There's you say there uh, is? wooden... There's wooden slats above you. Uh, the ceiling is wooden here. There uh, isn't a traditional attic that you know of, Iris. What's that, sorry? There is not a traditional attic that you know of. Like, there's not like a, a yeah, ladder no. and like a door that leads up to the attic. Dude, this so dude renovated the up, whole place. Looking up, is there a hole in the ceiling that someone might have used a chair to climb up to you? Um, you got a one on the investigation, so I he looks up and sees nothing. <laughs> Iris will Iris. step in the room at this point, curious, like you know, lost in her own house, hearing noises that she thought she cleared, like having spent most of her life in these upstairs rooms here. Rooms, it's quite a annoying. Yeah, Ruben's too so distracted she'll, uh, by the bed. She'll go to investigate the room, like, you know, second-guessing herself now. If possible. Yeah, go ahead. Investigate. All right. Let's hit that. Yeah. Oh, right. two polar spectrums. Check, check. A nat 1 to a 1 and a nat 20 to a check 29. Check him, idiot. You see that there, there are uh, thin streaks of blood between the slats of wood above the chair. Um, and investigation would tell you that the chair is tall enough that if someone were to stand on it and possibly move one of these boards or two of these boards out of the way that they could climb up there. Okay, she will do exactly that then. She'll kind of oh. wordlessly grab the chair and go for what that. What are you doing, Iris? Move. There's nothing up there, of course, he would say, having rolled a one. <clears throat> You're looking with the wrong eyes, it seems, because there is clearly something up there. But if there is... Timothy, back me on this one. I She's already doing should it. Go, you shouldn't go peeking your head up there. Yeah. She opens the, the damn thing. Please. You of all people. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all from Timothy? I mean, are, yeah, I'm, I'm opening I'm just, I've moved Do you the want chair, to get your head blocked off by your ex-husband? He's not going to kill me. And what if he does? Won't that be so embarrassing for you? We'll laugh. And then didn't we'll kill him. To, didn't he try to kill you before? And he failed, and he will again. Okay. God so, fuck so you tip the chair up, and you stand on it? Yep. And yes, if you sir. were to go to put pressure on these boards above here... Yes, sir. They would move, they would lift up, and you could move three of them out of the way. I do exactly that. Oh my god. Ruben's like getting ready to grab her legs. Actually, he's holding her legs. Actually, he is holding her legs. He has already got him. Goes off. This is yeah, crazy. Yeah, fucking to me. trip, mine. I just my face gets blown the fuck. This is crazy <laughs> to me because I was sweating when you were in this room the first time. Damn, I missed it. I could have gotten killed alone. You because no you asked known. like, wait, the blood goes to the center of the room and then it stops, and I was like, yep. <laughs> I just, I just thought I just thought maybe someone died on the chair and like something you know magical fuckery happened and they disappeared or something. Who knows, man? But uh, thank God I didn't investigate further. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> it's dark as fuck up there, and you have moved these three boards out of the way. The creaking stops. You could 
try to climb up if you want to. Uh, I will cast light. Uh, hold on, actually. Iris will take out a small pebble from her pouch, cast light upon the pebble, so it casts light for 20 feet bright and 20 feet dim, so 40 total, and she'll chuck the pebble up there so she can see in the attic. Okay. Oh is still holding coward. her leg in case she gets oh dragged off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so giddy right now, I, I can't even make noises, it's crazy. It makes fun um, of us. So you toss the, the pebble up there, light yes. is cast on it. There's kind of like a, a scramble against the, the wood above. There's a, some creaking, and you hear somebody shrieking. The spark! It's the spark! And he... You see a shadow as something like... Must cover up this pebble. I see. Uh... Let go of my ankle, and Iris will lift herself up into the attic. What? Uh, <laughs> he does mine. not. He actually does not let go of her ankle. Ooh. Iris will kick Ruben in the fucking wrist. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess that's what she does. And uh, she'll hoist herself up in the attic. Oh my gosh, it's dark up here, except for the glowing of, you know how like if you shine a light on your yeah, hand? Yeah, yeah, on like a flashlight, yeah. like a flashlight at your hand, it's like a red yeah. that comes out the other side. <laughs> you see that about eight feet away from you, and there's somebody like holding something in their hands. It's the, it's the pebble that you threw up here. Who are you? Finally, it's mine, the spark. Do I recognize his voice at all? Yeah, it's Damon. He sounds a, a little bit different. Iris will cast light on her staff at this point, so she can see. It illuminates the whole attic again. You see that he squints looking uh, toward you. The spark, the quote-unquote spark disappears now that I've lit my staff. It kind of goes away from the, the rock. Iris? How far do you fallen, dearest? <laughs> Surprised to see me? Oh. Come here. One more kiss. He goes to stand up, starts to jog towards you. She raises her finger. Touch me and I'll incinerate your face. He, he stops there. A look of non-believing on his face as he realizes you might actually be real. Iris? She shoots a little firebolt right next to his face, just enough to sear his cheek to make, her, to make him know that <laughs> she is real. It's me. You're back. What happened to you? Nothing. I found what you couldn't. And what might that be? He turns around and and like still looking at you, uh, like sort of like sidesteps away from you, one hand out as if like, uh, okay, chill, like calm down. She's not calm. He steps back and he lowers down and he lifts up a book and he opens the book it was uh probably a book that you might recognize it belonged to your grandmother she will mage hand the book back to her if possible he slaps it shut <clears throat> he slaps it shut in his left hand that was holding it and grabs it tight with both hands the moment that he feels a slight tug on it drop it i will kill you for this you've tried to kill me for less you can read it and you can try to figure out what it is 
But you won't. If you haven't figured and out you can. after all this time, <laughs> it's right there. It's it was right in front of you. I was missing something. Not enough power, huh? Perhaps. Perhaps not. I just need the spark. Iris see, knows that she does have the spark at this point. Like, the actual see, one. There's something that I think you had wrong. And I, I get it now, why they disappeared all that time ago. Your parents. She just looks at him. It's not somebody that the caster cares for. It's somebody that cares for the caster. <laughs> it could have been anyone. And you chose them. There was no one else. Now there were plenty of people. I cared about you at some point, you stupid bitch. I don't believe you did. You cared for the position I gave you. No, but you were too busy in your books and in your studies and I was taking care of everything and you left it all to me. And you did your job well. Yes, you are the one that didn't care. This could have been both of us here in Ethelin. Well, you made sure it wasn't. Not good enough. He I'll show you what's good enough. And he's uh, in his hand a firebolt. She starts doing the same. And he Oh my gosh, this is sick. If we can make a sleight of hand battle on this one, should you like to, but he is rather than casting it at you. He's going to cram it into the book. Nah, hell no. Hell no. Going right. This should be an initiative check. <laughs> Who can be faster? Um, it can be then. Excellent. I, I'm quick on initiative, so I will use that to my advantage, and I'll try to snipe his hand, definitely. Okay. I'm ready when you are to roll, and I will make it a public roll. Okay, you go first. How about that? <laughs> Covert, count us down. All right, all right, on your marks, get set, ready, roll. Fuck. Oh, oh, yes. no, no fucking way. 17. No oh, you go again, I guess, right? Or, uh, uh, it's up to you. No, uh, well, you've got plus two from Dex, right? So you typically win. Uh, initiative rolls are tied, the person with the higher dex goes first. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not my dexterity. My dexterity and my intelligence are both modifying. I have the higher modifier here. So I would go first on a tiebreaker. That is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, what I was saying. Oh, okay. I was doing yeah, yeah. it, I was it, it my dex, Yeah, my dex is lower than his, but again, my intelligence also weighs into because of my class or subclass. That's so nuts. That's Just so a, cool. A hair early. My hair split. Like the edges of the book fringe, like the cover of it. What do you do? Uh, I, again, shoot, like, firebolt right into his hand so he loses the damn limb. Like, I'm shooting off his hand till oh it disintegrates. You stupid cunt. His hand, like, the, he's holding the book in his left hand with his right hand, summons this firebolt the same time you do, like, at the same time. And as he goes to cram the hand into the book, you unleash your firebolt and it hits his hand and uh because his hand was going down right in front of him 
I think the fireball hits his or firebolt hits his hand. His hand blows apart, but the firebolt also hits him in the ribs and burns a hole. Like two, a few of his ribs are just like gone to the wind, like a, a little blood mist there uh, that sizzles, and the, the smell of charring flesh uh, starts to fill the air, and um, like a little bit of his intestine starts to to kind of slip out of that gap in his side now. Iris immediately tries to mage hand the book now to herself. Now that he's kind of lost grip with it, it seems, having been severely wounded. Okay, uh, then would you accept being in an official turn order? Sure. Okay. I'll let you do both these actions in the same turn if you want. Sounds good. Okay. As you're mage handing it away, in his left hand... He's going to summon a firebolt. And he's going to try and launch it at the book. DC is going to be 15. Counter spell. Oh my god, it's a reaction. It's a reaction. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, it counterspells. You are always such a pathetic excuse for a mage. Your turn. Uh, Iris will cast Phantasmal Killer on him. <gasps> oh my gosh. Do you want to describe and what that's like? Sure. Essentially, it will summon the stuff of his worst nightmares uh, into... Of course, if he fails, just the saving throw, that is. So he needs to do a wisdom save. Okay. If he rolls higher than a 17, he passes. Okay, well, chances are pretty stacked against him, considering he's in, like, a house of madness. True. An 8. Yeah. Okay, well, then I guess in his nightmare, uh, whatever he fears the most... At this point, I'm not sure what it might be, whoever did this to him. Or maybe it's uh, her that he fears. It's probably but, uh, 15 people that he killed in this house. Yeah. Then he sees all of them just haunt, like, all of them start running towards him, essentially, just dogpiling on him. Even though they're not actually real, he mm -hmm. feels like they are. Okay. And then... he also takes 40, 10 psychic damage. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't worry about rolling. Yeah, it. all right, sounds good. Well, um... This is another one of those, like, uh, what's his name? This is a Prowler special. Vasily. The Vasily. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't come back. <laughs> yeah. It's like another Baldwin yeah. situation where he's, like, he gets not like body. a huge, formidable foe. Um, yeah. He's just a normal dude. And so all these uh, phantasmal killers, like, dogpile on him. And the psychic damage, it convinces him that he's actually being dogpiled. He can't breathe. He's, like, gasping for air. And in a matter of maybe a half a minute, a minute, he falls unconscious. He just stares and at he him. He actually just dies from su suffocation. She stands over him at like the entire time that he's being choked out by these, you know, uh, images, essentially these illusions. And uh, she makes sure that he sees her last. And uh, once he's done breathing, uh, she'll make sure he's dead by launching yet another fireball right into his head so it explodes. Oh my god. You're fucking evil. It does. Dude, he's just as bad as me. We Defiling a corpse. Oh, fuck literally, literally a war <laughs> I mean, fuck the Geneva Convention. That shit don't exist. And uh, Iris will kind of take a step back. Pocket the book. <laughs> it's done. And uh, she turns around, kind of exhilarated, not really sure what to do at this point. It's kind of like a, one of those moments where you accomplish something you've been trying to do for such a long time that... You're not sure what to do once it's done, yeah. It's like yeah, and it's never as satisfying. It's never as as satisfying as you expected it to be. Yeah. 
Because revenge, of course, is a self-destructive goal. It really doesn't leave you satisfied whatsoever at the end. But uh, that's what's Kino about it. And uh, she'll uh, turn around and uh, jump it? back down. The you attic. think she's dead up there, or she? Her legs eventually. You hear like you know maybe one or two quote unquote explosions from the fight. Like it lasts like a few seconds, maybe you know six to ten seconds overall the entire thing. Some creaking. And then, yeah, creaking from her footsteps, or one pair of footsteps, you're not sure whose, and eventually you see her boots come down as she hoists herself down. He's dead. Now let's get out of this house. So it was him up there. The shadow of a man. Sorry, do we see that you get this book in your hands, or? No. Did you say why he did this? I'm unsure. He lost his mind a long time ago. I did not feel like elaborating with him, but he thought I still loved him at first, at least. You... He did not recognize me almost, or the current me. This is kind of a lie, right? Ish. I mean, again, she didn't really ask him for why he did what he did. She's unsure, like, genuinely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he lost his mind for the spark. There's some clues for sure, but she's unsure. Yeah, if you want, I can too. do a deception check if you wish, but I'm not sure that's a full... Uh, it's up to probably. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do you guys feel strongly that it, it deserves a deception check? I uh, I mean, I think... Yeah, I don't... I think the way it's yeah. worded, I think it doesn't require uh, one. I think it's... Uh... A lie hidden in truth, so that's yeah. what she does best. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. kill you one day, woman. This gaslighting bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she just keeps stepping, like as she's talking. She's clearly like, again, you can see from her face, like that same sort of feeling where she's uh more confused than anything. Okay, well let's um. You should well, see to the corpses. Wow. They deserve better. What next? I'll do this. Uh, we should find someone to stay, I suppose, for the night. She is, there a, is there an undertaker here? Well, you don't want to stay in the guest room. <laughs> no. Is there an undertaker here? I'm unsure if he's still alive. Maybe. And, um. Who's gonna kind of. Turn off to go start his work. Troy will go with you. Does Timokti help? Yeah. Iris will uh, go, quote unquote, rest. Not really rest, but just, you know, gather herself in uh, her grandmother's old room, even with the dead, mangled corpse there. She doesn't seem to mind. I will uh, join you downstairs. Once you're done. It'll be quite some time, but... She nods. Right. I will be quite some time. I need to, uh, think for a moment. Or a few moments. Sure. Take all the time you need. We'll be staying the night at least, so... Why, in here? No, I mean, in the town. Oh, oof. Whatever was haunting this place presumably is 
garden, so... I mean, I don't see why it would be. Mm, yes. Not until we're finished here, at least. These rides alone. Well, you stay here at your own peril then, I guess. I don't, don't know shit about ghosts. Tomaki's gonna mutter as he walks away. <laughs> I would, um... I'd find Lanya and find somewhere to stay. And also maybe that man that ran out. Like you said, we'll handle this here. And take us a few hours. And of course, he's he's uh, speaking to both uh, Tamakti and Iris. She looks to Tamakti as if, like, if he wants to do this, or if not, then she'll go. But she clearly doesn't seem to be in a, in a mind space to go really talk to anyone right now. And go look for her. She nods and goes again inside of her grandmother's room. I would be careful. Iris, he kind of like urges as she starts to walk away. I'll be fine. This place isn't done yet. Okay. So Iris goes into her grandmother's room. Troy and Ruben begin to uh, to put the bodies to rest. Yeah, so I will... This is more of a flavor thing, but there is an actual spell for it. Okay. Ceremony, okay. And it would be funeral rites. Got it. You touched my corpse. She. Oh, that's cool. So, pretty much just laying them to rest, you know? Cause, yeah, uh, that's really cool. You like those? Okay, and then Tamakti is... So is he helping, or is he going to find Lanya? Tamakti's going to find Lanya, and then I'll help after he's found her. Okay. Presumably. Unless she's gone, because you hate me. <laughs> no. No, she's not gone. She's dead. You hear, um, like, probably as you're making your way down the stairs. Tamakti, is everything okay? Do I see her? No, it's like in your head. Oh. She's praying. Yeah, no, this is a ghost fucking with me. I know it. She prayed. I can't respond to her anyway. Oh, wait, I guess Moriel responds to me sometimes. Fuck. <laughs> Tamakti's gonna, I guess, focus in on that. It's sort of almost like an intrusive thought, almost, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and respond to it. Yes, I'm coming out to find you. There's no response. But as you make your way out the gate... And as Ruben and Troy are lifting up these bodies and laying them to rest, or just touching them, uh, and as Iris is in her grandmother's room, with those three separate images, that's where we're going to end the session. She's crying at this point. Damn, dude. (laughs) All right. So, that's where we're ending the session. If you liked what you heard, like I said, if you have any reservations about it at the beginning, you know, wait till the end. If you did like what you heard, consider giving us some feedback or following us on any of our social medias or coming to hang out on our Discord. Uh, or if you don't like what you heard, give us some stuff we can improve on and some other feedback. We also want to take a moment to thank, well, I guess the links to all that stuff, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. The links to all that stuff is in the Linktree link in the description of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. 
I also want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters for all of the contribution that they've given us that has allowed us to pay for our uh, our character art, which is now for our new character tokens, which are sweet. You can see it in um, in the cast in our Discord or like in art and creation. You can see like the progress of all the art pieces as they're being made. But um, we want to thank our Patreon supporters for that. Our animated logo, our logo, our uh, software that we use for the podcast, for editing it, um, and our music that we use in some cases, and uh, the giveaways that recently reached the people that won the uh, the two people that won the physical copies of the Monster Grimoire by Ghostfire Gaming to celebrate our one year of podcasting. So thank you to our party fiends. Rick Weiss, Stags, and Ingle, our party monsters, Cypher and Happy Phoenix, our party lurkers, Cormac, Valentine, and Windowman. Thank you, thank you so, 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 so much for everything that you've done. And as a personalized shout out for, as a personalized shout out for every one like monster and fiend tier, you can kind of like give one of our players a, uh, a chance to say something in their voice that is like a personalized shout out towards those characters so i think uh we have one from ingle for covert and i still need to talk to rick about maybe changing his up a little bit faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the old path all right thanks again to everyone that listens to us regardless of you know, whether you follow us or, or anything like that or, or hang out on our Patreon or our Discord. Just thank you for listening. I had a lot of fun with this session. I hope the players did too. And as always, never, never split the party. the party. We'll see you next time. Bye.